Your Say on London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning, team. Sunday morning in London town. It's dark. And for some reason, my screen's gone all blue in here. The phone box screen is all blue. Is your screen blue? Oh, it's just my screen. I don't know how I... Perhaps it's, it's, perhaps it's our... Well, I thought red was a Christmas colour, isn't it? Today we've got... It's quite disconcerting, actually. It's like looking into a freezer. It's a horrible colour. I don't know whether or not this was the thing that they were using last night, but I've never seen this colour on the screen. There must be some sort of... Perhaps you can change it. It's all very technical. I don't understand how things work. Anyway, it's nice to have your company this morning. To have your company... No, that one. And uh, we've got the papers. The only thing I don't have is the Daily Star on Sunday. Try and brace yourself for that one, because uh, there's obviously a really big, important story, like Colleen Rooney's fallen over and broken a nail or something, or something very exciting. Or The good news is, of course, that Jordan is still banned from driving. That makes me feel a lot better about life. Keeping her off the road, I think, is, uh, is part of the post-Christmas enthusiasm, which we're going to be spreading with wild abandon. This morning, uh, and then I open up a paper... I open up uh, Take Five magazine, which comes with... Um, oh, strangely, it comes with the Daily Star. And... Do you know what it is? It's broken, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, just guessing. Oh, look. I mean, is that funny? And I, I know, now, Johnny will know this. And inside, it's got Amazing Real Life, I dress as Marilyn to catch, to catch cheating hubbies. And this woman from Manchester runs a detective agency. And she thinks she looks like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Exactly. See? Not just me. Not just me. I don't generally say things just for the... Somebody goes, oh, you're terribly cruel. I mean, I tell you, this porker couldn't look like Marilyn Monroe if her life depended on it. And she says here, I put on granny glasses and start up the car and go out and catch cheating men. Any delusions that this poor woman has that she looks like Marilyn Monroe, finish here. When you pick up the uh, Daily Star on Sunday later, you'll open up the magazine and you'll go... No, just because you've got bleached, badly bleached platinum hair does not make you look like Marilyn Monroe. It would be like, you know, me sticking a platinum wig on and going, oh, look, look, like Marilyn Monroe. No, I don't, and she doesn't either. But for some strange delusional reason, this poor creature thinks she looks like Marilyn. Typical Daily Star tacky story. You don't love, okay? You really don't. But you'll have a look later on, you get, yeah, you're so right. As always, you're absolutely right. Lots of your texts and uh, emails, and uh, we've got your uh, questions. Oh, I don't know, actually, have I got a how low for today? Oh, I've got a how low as well, because last week we had the Apple iPad. Ooh, that went very well indeed. I didn't get it. I never get these prizes. I don't think I'm allowed to enter my own competitions, but it would make it so much easier. But I stand about as much chance as the next person. But I didn't... Um, I didn't go for it last week, but somebody will be the proud recipient of it, and they'll be going, ooh, I've got an Apple iPad, got it on Steve Allen's show, and it was very, very nice. Uh, Angela and Bob, still very snowy in Pratt's Bottom. Doesn't quite sound right. You're, you're fine on that one. And it says, will there be photographs of the show on the LBC website? No, they'll be on Chris Christodoulou's website, and I'll let you know when they're going up. He said that he was going to send some over to me this morning, and so I could have a quick look, because it was really good. It was really good. You missed, a, you missed a good show, depending on which one you went to, either the three o'clock or the seven yesterday. And it was really good. We, we've never had a standing ovation before. Never had a standing ovation. We've got a standing ovation. Never had a standing ovation. I think it was started by Victor Spinetti, who had a fantastic time, and everybody had a, a very, very good time. So it was, it was nice. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. And uh, we got in, and all I wanted to do was climb into bed, pull the duvet over my head, and then wait, because four hours later the alarm went off, and I was feeling, I was feeling a little bit poorly at the end of the, uh, of the show. And so I had to go and have my injections and all the rest of it. But uh, we got through. We got through. And thank you very much indeed for braving it. So... For those who didn't make it, and um, we only had a few few uh, people that couldn't make it, uh, you were much missed. But don't worry, we shall probably do it again in the uh, 
in the not-too-distant future. Uh, up for grabs in my How Low for today, it's only a Sony Vio laptop. It's only a Sony Vio laptop. And this one is going to be the one that you're going to want to get your hands on for Christmas, because everybody says to me, I don't know why all of a sudden recently, they're going, they either want the Apple iPad, or they'd love a new phone, or they want a, a laptop. The amount of people who are going, oh, I'd love a laptop. Love a laptop for Christmas. And I go, well, that'll be a good idea. And then, lo and behold, what do we get? We get a Sony Vio laptop to give away on the programme today in the Steve Allen How Low. It's a quickie. It finishes at 10 o'clock, so it's one of our three-hour ones. We whiz through very fast. I was going to go fastly, but it wasn't the right word at all. This stylish computer is packed full of brilliant features, including a generous 320 gigabytes of hard drive, built-in webcam and Wi-Fi connectivity, which makes it sound very posh, doesn't it? First, some of the lowest unique bid will win, lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. I'm going to bring the hammer down this morning at 10 o'clock. And to play this one, it's dead easy. Uh, if you've never played before, you, you just get your mobile phone and you go to text and you text Steve... Followed by your bid in pence. And then you send it to treble eight two one. So, for example, if you think that this laptop is going to go for £1.83 or £1.87, let's go £1.87, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then the numbers, 187, and you send that to treble eight two one. If you want to bid uh, 49p, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 49, and send it to treble eight two one eight eight eight. Now, this competition ends at 10 o'clock this morning. If you've got a unique bid, the computer will tell you. It will send you a text going, you've got a unique bid, hang on to it. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. OK, so, uh, so good luck on that one. You can use this one for watching DVDs, listening to music and accessing the internet on the move. So that's the Steve Allen special for today. It's the, the How Low, and it's the Sony Vio laptop. So give it a whirl. You've got nothing to lose apart from £1.50, which when you consider how much people spend it. Do you know, a packet of fags is about £7 nowadays. I can't believe how expensive... I, haven't, I didn't buy any, it's just that I was talking to somebody. And they were saying, do you know how much cigarettes are now? So I've got no idea. So I've really got, why would I know how much a packet of cigarettes is? I don't even know the price of booze, except for opening up the papers, and they go, and a bottle of vodka is £10. And you think, I bet it's a small bottle of vodka. I bet it's a really small bottle of vodka. Because the, the, the normal... Because if you buy a little small bottle of vodka, which I used two years ago when I lived in a bedsit, and I had a little bottle of Advocar, a little bottle of gin, and a little bottle of vodka and a bottle of whiskey. And so, so when, when you drank your favourite drink, you then came down to drinking the Advocar, and nobody ever liked Advocar. It was, it was the drink that you got in for Christmas for, um, for the elderly aunt or, or your nana or somebody like that, and it was vile. But if you were really desperate for a drink, you'd go, uh, should we have an Advocar? And then you pour lemonade in and make a snowball. It was rubbish. It was absolutely vile. I don't know who drinks this stuff. Must be must be foreigners abroad, because it certainly isn't us over here. It's the only bottle, because the liquid is so thick inside, because it's an eggnog, is when you drop it in the bottle smashes, the liquid remains exactly the same shape as the bottle. It's abs- It's horrible. <laughs> and they used to make a ready-made version. Goldings used to make something called a snowball. And you get people in pubs. And I, I worked in pubs, and people would come in, ladies would go, and the husband would say, I'll have uh, half a lager in line, please. And he'd say to the wife or the girlfriend, what would you like to I'll have a snowball. And we'd say, oh, God, how awful. And you have, sometimes you used to have to make them. So you get the little spirit glass, and you pour in the Advocar, put it in, and then you have to pour in the lemonade, and then you'd have to stir it up because it, it sinks to the bottom. It looks like one of those glow lamps. And then you'd have to get a cherry on a cocktail stick and put it across the top, like it was some exotic cocktail. Pile of old rubbish, it really was. But everybody had it. I mean, absolutely everybody had blowing cocktails. And it was, it was always snowballs. It was always snowballs.
84850steve@lbc.co.uk. Uh, a little bit later on. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines when Darren's in, provided he's recovered from last night. And we'll have the post. I thought it was odd, on the X Factor, I was watching the X Factor last night, and, and it was a pile of rubbish, actually. Louis got sidetracked, I'm afraid, because some bloke came on, and Connie Huck, who is the world's worst presenter, I mean, I don't think I've said, you know, obviously spends more time in makeup and hair than she does trying to learn what questions she's going to ask. She's just inane. It just, you're going. Oh, right, Caroline's going. Have you got tickets? Well, obviously, yes. <gasps> you got tickets from a good source. Are there any, oh, right, okay. But uh, Connie, Connie, Connie was dreadful. I mean, really bad. She was asking the dumbest questions. In fact, because Simon owns the programme, he leads it and he says, I think we'll do this. Because she wanted to wrap up the three soldiers on one of those terrible tie lines from Afghanistan. So they could thank Simon for, uh, for making that uh, ghastly record, which is at number one, with people singing on it, who, frankly, were kicked out of a competition because they can't sing. And yet, amazingly, they leave the competition and they all can sing again. How cool is that? It's called auto-tune, OK? That's what it is. So like, you could stick anybody in there. And so they, they, they do the questions to the, the judges. And uh, Connie goes, oh, we've got a question for you, Cheryl. And somebody comes on and goes, oh, Cheryl, I'd just like to say you are the best artist that this country's ever produced. Well, I'm, I'm throwing up by that time. It was just so awful. And Cheryl sits and goes, well, yeah, thank you for that. You know, sounding like some navvy. And, uh, but caked in makeup, so sort of bad drag. And then... And then, surprisingly, uh, Connie goes down the line and they say, oh, we've got a question for you, Louis. And it's this bloke. So this bloke comes on. We call him Philip for the sake of argument. I can't remember what his name was. And he goes, oh, hi. And Connie goes, you've got a question for Louis. And he goes, no, he said, I just came on because I wanted to talk to Cheryl. So Louis sat there trying not to look like he'd just been kicked in the teeth. And he gets really defensive, Louis. You've only got to say to him, your artists are crap. And he immediately starts going off on one. And everybody was saying, Mary's rubbish. She's going to be kicked out tonight. There's no two ways about it. Mary is going. Because when you look at who's left, Rebecca is brilliant. Mary, karaoke singer. That's all, that's all Louis has, karaoke singers and geriatric Irish people who get on there. And apparently Mary's done a deal to model a clothing line for Tesco. What, for the hefty hideaways? Oh, blimey. And she managed to weave in Tesco again. She said, oh, you know, on Tesco. And I thought, are you being paid for this? Because the programme is just full of plugs. Even at one point, Simon had a cold and Connie goes, oh, I'll get you a Lemsip. And I'm thinking, this is blatant advertising on ITV. I mean, you know, we've, we've heard of sort of programmes being slightly bent. I mean, this one's fallen off the edge in terms of what you can plug on it. All of Simon's artists get plugged. And uh, I think, I think secret, judging by the reaction that Louis was getting last night, Louis is like, unfortunately, the old man whose who's age varies on the programme. He either looks quite young or he looks terribly ancient. And he sits there so desperately wanting to be part of it. And it's quite clearly Cheryl and, uh, and Simon's show. I don't think they're remotely interested in Danny Minogue or, or poor old Louis. And in fact, Simon, every opportunity puts him down, knowing that Louis's got to just sit there and take it. Because Louis's not strong enough to do anything else. So, so whatever Simon dishes out, Louis has to take it. And, and he, he's, he chucks things in. And Simon said to him last night, she's just done that gag, I'm afraid. So Louis was made to feel very small. So it wouldn't surprise me if they then go, right, Louis's had his time on the programme, let's bring in somebody else. I don't know who you'd bring in for it, but last night... There was a bit where they, he said, uh, oh, Cheryl went, oh, guess what? I've had a text from Colleen. And so Simon goes, tell them, Colleen Rooney. And, uh, and I thought, that's strange. And then Simon says, I've also had a text from Colleen Rooney. Why? 
Because Colleen Rooney's going to be on the panel next week. That's why. So they have to plug the dreary old bag who stood outside a chip shop. The one, that's the one who can't keep a man happy at home, so he strays with the older ones. And so they're going to put Colleen on the panel. So you'd have two people you can't understand. You'd have Cheryl and Colleen Rooney. God blimey, it's like a complete housing estate on there, isn't it? Quarter past seven. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Sunday morning, LBC 97.3. Steve Allen with you until ten. Actually, surprise, surprise, in the papers today, they've, uh, they've said that Nicole Scherzinger is going to quit the Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Go on, leave them then, dear. As if it's, if it's worthy of news nowadays. I mean, for some reason, Dan Wharton seems to think that's important. I don't even know the Pussycat Dolls were still together. She's been doing solo stuff for Asia. I mean, what a dreary story. And apparently, uh, Nick says, I don't know, oh, Nicole says, I treasure every moment that we had together. They do talk garbage, these people, don't they? I mean, she turned up poor Nicole Scherzinger on, I think, might have been the Daybreak programme, so none of you will have seen it. And, uh, and she looked like sort of she was an extra in the Batman films. She looked most peculiar, done up in this sort of like cheap Pacamac thing with a stupid hairstyle. I don't know, to be honest with you, I looked at her thinking, I'm sorry, who are you? You're not Madonna. You're really, it's, it's like taking Mary off the X Factor and going, you're going to be a big star. Not recording, dear. You're going to be a big fat star sitting behind the checkout going, do you want a bag with that? Do you want a bag? That's going to be at the extent of it. But they now say she signed this big deal with the supermarket to model clothes. I didn't think there was that much material in the world. But anyway, uh, other stories in the paper today. I love this one on the front page of the News of the World. I've got a bit excited. First of all, Stacey Solomon <laughs> has won the X Factor. Yeah, so? Was anybody watching it? Don't think so. Couldn't care less. I spoke to somebody the other day, can't stand Anton Deck. Not the X Factor, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And um, having kicked out Paul, Paul Gascoigne's dreary bore of a wife, and who else do we kick out? We kicked out everybody. Lembit, dirty boy, Opic. Didn't like him at all. You know, all he talked about was, I'm going back to the hotel room with, with my girlfriend, and we're going to lock the door. I thought, I hope you're on the inside and she's on the outside. Ugh, something disgusting about him. Mind of a seven-year-old, I'm afraid. But anyway, so we, we've crowned Stacey Queen of the Jungle. <laughs> Who cares? And in a desperate attempt to try and flag up the audience for Daybreak, which is still floundering, I'm afraid, no matter what they try and spin you, um, they, they stuck Adrian Childs on the extra fact with Connie Huck. It was like the blind leading the permanently blind. It was so dreadful. He doesn't contribute anything. He's got the most boring... That's the trouble with Northerners. They've all got boring voices. You know, oh, it's great. They'll talk loud. They can't actually open their mouth very much. And everybody t- nobody opens their mouth and enunciates. And apparently that means something up there. As you'll discover, by the time they stick Colleen on the table, you'll suddenly realise what the word rubbish is. But anyway, there's a front-page story. Andre texts, cost my marriage. And I thought, oh, Peter Andre, otherwise known as that 105-year-old still desperately trying to be a pop star, but really you should give it up, Pete, because your last single didn't do diddly squat, I'm afraid. And it turns out that pop star Peter Andre, I mean 42 if he's a day, is going to be named in the divorce of two glamorous TV presenters. I got really excited thinking, oh, with some big names coming up here, the hubby of Channel 5's Pollyanna Woodward. Who? I don't want to be rude, love, but who are you? Anyway, uh, is accusing the singer of turning her head in a flood of flirty texts. And it turns out it's Pollyanna, and to be honest with you, you look at a picture, you've got no idea who she is. She looks like she's a failed glamour model, who obviously can attempt to string two words together and get hair badly dyed. But she's here, and um, he is meeting with her at a party, sparked an incredible chain of events. This is Peter Andre. And... Um, which climaxed in the husband accusing him of wrecking their marriage, which, of course, is rubbish. All it is is text between two people. Pete said, I think she's after more. She's got the word desperate stamped all over her. You've only got to look at... I don't even know who she is. 
I feel a bit embarrassed that she's on Channel 5, but there again, most of Richard Desmond's little dolly dealers, you've got no idea who they are. They're generally sort of plucked from obscurity and end up going back there. Because I really don't know who she is. And her hubby is somebody called Lee Clark, a front man for QVC. I've never even heard of him. I've never... Mind you, QVC have got some very odd people. They're, uh, they're fashion women's a real hefty hideaway. Why is it all the women who talk about fashion are the ones who you think, would it not be better if we had somebody really glamorous on there to go, look, if you use this, it's going to turn you into this? Because if you look at half the stuff the poor, poor fashion woman advertises, you think, I think I'll not bother, actually. And they seem to have this sort of progression of queenie hairdressers and makeup artists. Oh, this is fabulous, girls. It's going to make you look different. I'll sit there staring at my HD television going, you don't look any different at all. You're going to spend all this money on cheap makeup, you know, but, but they do. So this, this guy, Lee, is in here, and, um, and he was obviously married to this, this woman. And 12 days after they met, she wanted a divorce. As I say, she's really got the word a bit desperate stamped all over. And when she was asked for a comment the other day, um, Pollyanna just giggled and refused to comment. So she's bright as well as stupid. And uh, P- P- Peter says, you know, so there's an interview with Peter, Peter Andre and all this kind of stuff. It's really a bit naff, this story. I, d- I didn't think it warranted being on front page. I was a bit, I was a bit disappointed. A little bit disappointed that it wasn't better. Uh, Steve Hewson is getting the chop from Coronation Street. Uh, Steve is, um, I think he's the layabout, Eddie Windass. To be honest with you, it, he's a bit like the Dingles in Emmerdale where you, you look at the, the Dingles and they've all got the most perfect teeth because they're not really those sort of people, they're just actors. And it, it ruined... And I'll tell you the one thing I'm sick to death of, and the sooner, I'm sick to death of the drug story in Emmerdale. I, could, I wish this girl had hurry up and die because I can't, I can't get over this family quick enough. Get rid of them. It's a stupid story. It would never happen like this. It's just ludicrous. It's ruined the soap. You've got this stupid farm family who spend their time... I can't believe you... They spend all their time in tears like you wouldn't. You know, you'd have taken them to a hospital. The mother is now turned into a drug dealer for the daughter. It's the most stupid storyline ever. I couldn't care less what happens to this girl and her stupid family. If I was the scriptwriter, I'd have written them out weeks ago. Because it's a story that they obviously thought was going to capture the imagination. It's boring. It's badly acted. It's badly written. And the worst thing of all for a soap, it's tedious. The one thing you mustn't have have on television when you have a soap is tedium. Because once people lose interest in a story, and frankly, this stupid actress who's playing the daughter, who apparently was a junkie and still is because the mother's now supplying her, sits on a bed sobbing all the time. And I'm thinking, you're rubbish. Go away. This is Emmerdale. It's the story of country folk and going out and sheep giving birth and cattle on the hills. As it turns out, you've got mass murderers, junkies, dealers, uh, pimps and everybody else in the village. And then, strangely enough, over in Coronation Street, Ken Barlow is playing Mr Bloomin' Sanctimonious over this girl having an affair with his son. Whereas Ken Barlow slept with everybody in the street except the dog. I mean, he's been with everybody. This man has slept with everybody. And you think, who are you to start dictating? It's just so unbelievable. The scripting has gone quite off in Coronation Street. They go through a phase of being very good. Then they obviously bring in the second reserves, and they're awful. They start writing stuff. You think, Ken Barlow sitting down with Deirdre, who sounds like she's gargling with nails at the moment. I mean, we know she smokes about 100 fags a day. But, I mean, she's sitting, I don't know, Ken. Sounds a bit like the other woman used to be in the street. And, and they sit there in this little house. Poor, poor old Ken, who's not made anything of himself. 190, and he's still living in a tiny, pokey little house like that. And he was supposed to be, at one time, remember the early days of Corrie? 
He was the big saviour. He was the one that everybody... Oh, he'll make something of himself. He's made nothing of himself at all, apart from had uh, relations with loads and loads of women. Mind you, it doesn't actually beat the bloke who runs the cafe, who's actually been having intimate relations with a sex change. And nobody's mentioned that. If this was real life, Haley would have been drummed out by that time, and Ken, they'd have gone, oh, shut up, Ken, stop being so stupid. What do you mean? Well, she's having an affair. Well, you've slept with everybody in the street, haven't you, barring Rita Fairclough, and that was probably only an act of God that stopped that. Uh, who's going to win the X Factor, says Mike? My bet on Mary going in one direction to win. Of course, because they can't sing. But that never stopped anybody, I'm afraid, in this day and age. And that made me laugh, because they had somebody saying yesterday, when I heard the harmonies of, of One Direction, I realised how perfect they were, and you thought, that's not them singing. That's not them singing. That's called multi-tracking. That's auto-tuning. That's not them singing. If you turn that thing off and go, go on, lads, sing, they'll be flat as pancakes, and you'll go, oh, what? A bit like Tootsie when he takes off the wig and he's a bloke. Sarah? Mm-hmm. LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Steve Allen. Morning, team. Bad news, I'm afraid. Dermot O'Dreary is not going to America because Simon's decided he's going to take Cheryl Cole. Thank God for that. And uh, poor old Dermot. The trouble is, Dermot, I'll, I'll only offer you this advice the once because it's, it's easier. I don't want to keep repeating myself. They've got a million like you in America. You offer nothing new to the Americans whatsoever. You're not very good. You're a bit slapdash. And the Americans are slick sophisticated and look better. OK, so uh, just give it up. Uh, but I hear there's a great job going in Blackpool as a bingo caller. Provided you can read the numbers, dear. Uh, who is... Uh, question for you, Russell Hargreaves, this morning. Who is Carol Malone talking about? He's a fat, useless lump, never had a proper career. Uh, he's thick as a plank, vulgar, selfish, spoilt and immature. Ooh. That could be so many people. Okay, exactly. we know. I'll give you a clue here. Uh, he's never had a proper career apart from a few unremarkable years in the Navy. Mm. Okay, so he's a big, fat, useless lump, thick as a plank, vulgar, selfish, spoilt, and immature. Never had a proper career apart from a few unremarkable years in the Navy. Who is Carol Malone talking about? I'm not sure. It's a good put down. It is a great put down, isn't it? Of course, every single word of it, absolutely dead succinct true. Succinct and to the point. It's Prince Andrew. Ah, you know, I was actually thinking that yes. in the back of my mind. Yeah. Is it Prince Andrew? Prince Andrew. Because he's had a few actually... things to say this week, hasn't Absolutely. He? Never mm. actually had a day's job in his life, never done a day's work properly. I mean, in fact, enjoys spending time with bikini-clad girls on islands, which came out some years ago, and the news of the world have nude pictures of Prince Andrew standing under a waterfall. Oh, God. So while Prince William's busy doing his best to at least try and get us the World Cup... Yes. Prince Andrew's that was doing a that. waste of time, wasn't it? Really? It was, bless him. He what tried. A fiddle. What a fiddle. Oh, I I How much money changed hands, do you think, from oh. Russia to get that one? This is the thing, isn't it? We'll never honestly probably know, but I would think a fair amount. Is I mean, it? everything that poor old Andy Anson, the uh, bid, London bid team, or the British bid team man was saying, was reading between the lines, we were fair, we weren't corrupt, yeah. and we paid the price. Well, got, I mean, I know nothing about football. All I know is we, we, we voted for us, and so did Japan. Yeah. Japan! And six other people <laughs> claims they did, but really? then didn't. And all changed at the last minute. Well, there's so much corruption in Russia. I mean, mm. I think it would be fair to say that there's more bent people over there than you could find anywhere else in the I entire world. A lot of it's to do with building contracts yes. for the... Ma so basically, yes. if you've got a, a place like England where everything's in place, actually it's the best bid by a mile, because it's safe, you've got a fantastic stadium, and it's a big football-loving yeah. country. But somewhere like Russia, all the kickbacks yeah. to building all the infrastructure... 
I mean, mm. there's more money to be made. And the same for Qatar, yeah. getting it in 2022. Well, they want it. They're only about as big... I shouldn't really be talking about this, but they're, they're about as big as this table, Qatar. So, in other words, you know, each stadium is built on top of the other one. It's rubbish. You've been to Qatar. Oh, God. Again, Blimey. kickbacks. Yes. It is. It's kickbacks. It's a case of how many bent people can you find who are going to make money out of this. And in Russia, there'll be loads of people. The mafia run it. And, and, the, and the... Oh, yes, of course, the airport's dry, isn't it? Yes. Actually, somebody said they got on a flight the other day. Where were they? They must have been one of those Qatar flights. And he said, she said, it's dry. I said, really? You want to go down the edge where road? You can't move for people chucking the booze back. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you get on a flight and they go, it's dry. Although, actually, it doesn't bother me that much. I'm not, I'm not particularly... I, I, can oh, I like out. a pint on the plate. Do you? Yeah. A pint? Or a couple of... Who what, does a pint? Well, 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 no, yeah, one of those little 330-milliliter cans. You know what I mean. Oh, well, you go, uh, can, have, uh, can have three of them, love? Three? <laughs> have you got the peanuts? Salted, thank you. Because <laughs> we've not been economy before, it's nice here. <laughs> I hate it. We, we, did the, we did the Mermaid Theatre last night, and the nice thing about it is it's got fold-down seats with armrests, and there's loads of room, isn't there, Johnny? Even people with long legs, there's loads of room in front of you. You get on some economy flights now, you've got your legs sideways. I look like I'm posing with the Tiller girls. Mm. I look a bit stupid. Well, they've shoehorned, like, 16 more seats into some of the planes, haven't they? Yeah. By making every single space a couple of inches smaller all well, along the, the plane. Andrew Lloyd Webber did that at the Prince of Wales Theatre just over the road from here. When he put Aspects of Love on, the, the stage needed to be a certain size, and it was all louvered shutters, and the orchestra wanted a big orchestra. So they crammed it. They, they, they kept all the seats in, but they crammed them all up. So when you got in there for first <laughs> night, it was like I couldn't breathe. It was really terrible. And these old Victorian theatres are bad enough as it is. I mean, your, your legs are sort of average, aren't they? I'd say they're pretty much average. Yeah. Some would say knobbly, but certainly average in what terms knobbly, of legs. I don't know what knobbly knees are. What are knobbly knees? That means you've got sort of bad kneecaps or something. Because <laughs> we've all got do. knobbly kneecaps, haven't we? Haven't we? Oh, no. Just you. Just you, <laughs> mate. It's not me at all. Now, I know you didn't watch X Factor last night. No, I've got it ready to catch up on. Tonight, it's undoubtedly going to be Mary kicked out. Oh, what, did she have another bad week? Yeah, it was strange. Bruce Forsyth was talking about it the other day and described all the people as karaoke singers. And Louis Walsh had been ex- particularly uh, queenie about Bruce and said, oh, he's, he, he should be dead and he's passed it and all this kind of thing. And so Bruce described him as a karaoke judge. And then Louis hit back again with, oh, you know, that's all he's good for. And I thought, no, Louis tries to make his name as, you know, coming up with hard-hitting things. He hasn't come up with anything that's hard-hitting at all. He's given us a few, you know, balmy people. And, uh, and Crackpot Mary, who's an average karaoke singer on the till at checkout. On the back of our Brazilian friend on the before back of the that. Brazilian. He's in the paper today. Oh, is he? Yes, he's in the paper today. He says, uh, Wagner exclusive, judges mocked me, but I'll be the biggest star. I long day. doubt that I very, doubt very much. He says, I'm mobbed by girls when I play gigs. We're all mobbed by girls when we play gigs. <laughs> Matt, Rebecca and Cher have no charisma. Yeah, so? At least they're all at least talented in some yes. way. Yes, yes, reasonably. Reasonably mm. so. But I must credit you on your predictions of last week where you said that you thought Katie would go and I said it, she wouldn't. Mm. You were right. Yeah. You were spot on. I'm quite glad, actually. We were right you... with Wagner, though. We yes, were we were right, right with there. Wagner. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely 90% convinced, well, in fact, I'll almost go 100%, that, uh, that Mary's out. And is it another double eviction this week? I think it's only single. Okay. So, so far, we've, we've still got left the miming boy band, yeah. who, of course, will get through, as will Matt. But Rebecca's definitely got the best voice. And Cher, who they keep describing as fragile, for that read, pathetic little 17-year-old, get out of the competition, love. So will there be four for the start of the final, then? Well, I don't know, so perhaps it might be double tonight. Mm. In which case, would they get... Because they keep saying every week... Somebody phoned up yesterday to speak to Cheryl Cole, 
and, uh, and they're always gay guys who phone her up. They're never straight guys at all. It's quite funny, really. Oh, hello, Cheryl, he goes. So, anyway, so uh, our share coping, and then Cheryl, who tries to be an adult, but isn't really. It's obviously somebody that she's reading a script. Uh, why, I, well, Cheryl, you know, I'm looking after Cher, you know, and she's fragile. She's like every other 17-year-old. I thought, well, perhaps where you come from, love, yes. <laughs> Although where you come from, they're probably breaking into cars as we're speaking at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, so she's not like every other 17-year-old. They go, she's fragile. Seventeen. Well, don't bloody go on the television. No. What's the point of wasting our time? Mm. They've all got issues. These people. They're all there's something screwy loose. Trouble yeah. is, it's such a kind of you know be successful now or never kind of feel to that, isn't it? Well, see, but she's seventeen. I, I mean, know. I never thought at seventeen. Well, I probably did. I thought I'll be successful at seventeen. Took me until I was you know quite a bit older. Absolutely. To be successful because you know when you're young, if you have success when you're young, it's finished. By the time you're 20. Well, that's one of the reasons, uh, anti what Wagner says, I quite like both Matt and Rebecca, because obviously, you know, Matt's tried for several years, it didn't work out, he's now a decorator. I think Rebecca's had a couple of kids. Yes, and yes. Da, da, da. They've both got a, a slightly more rounded and yeah. calm approach, and I quite like that. But they're not going to be around in five years' time. They're not going to be around in two years' time. Look, and for Cher to go, oh, it's my dream, it's... I'm thinking, well, you don't write any songs, love. You're not particularly good, and you're a bit too emotional cripple type, so we need to get rid of you. Let's save you from yourself and go and stack shelter. So she might go... I think she probably... If, if you had to be harsh and say there were only going to be three, I think she's maybe out. she's the one. Absolutely. Because if, if it was done legally and fairly, it would be Rebecca, because she's got a great voice. It would be One Direction, because Simon's pushed them all the way through and he needs a boy band, even though I think they'll only have one album and a single and that'll be it. I can't see it, because at the moment, the trouble is that they're, they're so naff. They're a bit bland, just generally. So, somebody said last night, can they dance? Because all they do is come on and stick their hands in the air and do this, like girls' blouses. And Simon went... But if, if, Simon then dropped the minute and said, well, of course, if you aren't very good at dancing... You think, oh, right, so they can't... Die. They spend a lot of time hugging each other. They do. A little bit girly. They hug the quiet one at the back a lot. Yes. And they've all got these sort of silly, girly, comb-your-hair-forward emo kind of looks, which is a bit naff. So it'll be an album, because by the time you get to the second one, the public will have found somebody else, because Simon will have had another two shows out. Yeah, there'll have been more two more X-Factors. Yeah. I think Matt... Well, Matt should definitely go through, I think. I think he's Oh, great. yes, I think Matt will definitely so go through. So that leaves... Bye bye, Cher, if there is a double eviction. I think it's going to be Cher because Re Rebecca definitely has the best voice. Got the worst voice talking. One, one Direction sad. are a bit stupid when you actually talk to them. You can't believe that they're actually adults or semi adults because poor old Connie Hutt was trying to talk to them and they'd got no idea what they're on about. They just talk <laughs> drivel, I'm afraid. Silly. That sounds like a thrilling interview. Oh, it's, it was, it was, do you know, it was like so awful. I was sitting there cringing watching her doing this interview and then she'd say, So, what do you think about so and so? She'd hand the mic over because for some reason. Uh, they've all sung, but nobody's got a microphone. Odd that, innit? I wonder why. And so they, so she holds the mic over. They then pause with the answer. So by that time, she thinks they're not going to say anything. Brings the mic back, and as she's bringing it back, they start talking. Dim or what? You know, Slick. on both sides. Oh, it's just rubbish television. <laughs> it really is. And then at one point, she said, "Oh, we'll do so and so." So I'm like, "No, let's do this bit here." And you think he he definitely calls the shots on that. It's his show. But it, it'll be one, one Direction with an album for Christmas. We'll have them all in Christmas hats. Looking like a right bunch of naffos. Doing some sort of cover for their first... Their oh, yes, it was probably already recorded. Oh, yeah, probably. It would have to be recorded by now. But they've, they've already recorded the, the winning song, haven't they? So they all would have recorded that in their time. Because they turn up in the morning as if they're real pop stars, as opposed to on a karaoke programme going, oh, really tired, man, <laughs> but we're going to have some breakfast and then get down. And you think, oh, for God's sake, you've got no idea. <laughs> Talk to Michael Ball, you want to know what a singer is like, you know. Yeah. Chronic. And then, Stacey, your favourite in the jungle? To be honest, don't really watch that one, I have to be honest. It's not really I my kind of anybody thing. Anybody was watching it this year. No. Johnny didn't watch it. Because yeah. well, he lives in the jungle, he's Essex, you know. <laughs> so it's a bit like that anyway. A lot of birds going around, like that, isn't it? 
round your way. <laughs> he's of, often to be found in Gants Hill and Romford and places like that. It's, 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 it's his manner. Johnny's tamed that jungle over the years. He has. <laughs> I'd tell you, fake tan and bleach down his way. And a lot of push-up bras, isn't it? A lot of push-up bras. And girls wearing very little. That's Essex for you. Particularly in sub-zero temperatures, like up in Newcastle Absolutely. You well. see the pictures in the paper? I did. This week, girls wearing... Like, that was in Newcastle, wasn't was it? it Newcastle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little belts in the snow and you think... And I think rubber. it was minus 11 or yes, something outside. It was absolutely hilarious. Perhaps they don't feel the cold. Perhaps because they're, they're all sort of fairly common people, they don't feel the cold. <laughs> apparently they don't want to pay the cloakroom charges in the clubs. Oh, That's apparently the main... But where do they keep their money in this... Oh, let's not ask, I suppose. <laughs> Try not to think about it. Because we had the same in Blackpool. There were people up there. We came out of a, uh, out of a, a convention and the wind... Whoosh, and Blackpool is like God's hell on earth. It really is. If you want to live in a giant caravan park, go to Blackpool because you'll love it. It's fake hanging baskets, fake flowers in hanging baskets. You've never seen anything like it. I mean, it really is, it's just awful. The most filthy, disgusting food you've ever seen and the ugliest people. The further up the country you go, the worse they get. By the time you get to Blackpool, you've kind of dredged the North Sea to come up with some of this pond. Oh, it's really awful. I mean, it's some of these... And it's always the big <laughs> fat birds with the little tiny skirts. Why can't the thin people wear the skirts? It's always the fat ones. You think, oh, God, love. Why don't you just stand on a street corner and put a price tag on your head? Make it easier. The barcode. Barcode. Barcode would be good. I like the Scan them as you go down. Oh, hello. I think you're overpriced. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Some fun with that. But I, I, I didn't see Stacey. I'm not really interested. I thought she was no. stupid before. Well, I, I, some mindless interview she gave when she won that made no sense. Oh, I she's been dumb, as the radio. Th- dumb as anything. But she does have a boyfriend called Aaron. Aaron's decorator, which is nice, isn't it? So he'll be ditched, because one of the papers is telling us that she's got um, a million-pound album deal. Now, let me just explain what a million-pound album deal means. It means... It doesn't mean that they give you a million pounds. They say, hello, darling. Ah!" And they go, we're going to make an album. Ah!" Okay, and you go into a studio, and they go, right, this album has cost a quarter of a million. To publicise it... That's another quarter of a million. Uh, all, your, all your taxes and clothes and photo shoots, that's about £200,000. But it's taxed. Yeah, and then we've got this to go, and you had a hotel stay when you went to promote it. All comes off it. The, there's no money in the pot, and you haven't sold any albums. So you're not earning any money, love. We've only just recouped our money back. So a million-pound album deal means nothing. Absolutely nothing in this day and age. Mm. Simon Cowell gives it. The truth is, Simon Cowell makes the million. The other people don't make anything. Absolutely. I mean, she wouldn't have been on that show had her X Factor, was it third place? Third she was, yeah. Which is not bad, don't get me wrong, but, you know, if that had really taken off and launched her career, I don't think she'd have been on... No, absolutely, no. And then somebody said, oh, they're actually going to make a a, a story of of one of these films about her because of her rags to riches, because single girl growing up in Dagenham. Hello? It's part of... Have uh, have you been to Dagenham? I was going to say, you go to Dagenham, everybody's a single mother in Dagenham. That's what Dagenham's famous for. Used to be making Ford motor cars, now it's producing single mothers. That's what it is. They go, you get me pregnant? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, get a house now. And that's it. What's so clever about her? Dumb as anything, I'm afraid. So, I don't know, interesting. And apparently, the only person I didn't know anything about was Sean Ryder. Okay. I don't know very much about him, apart from that he looks old and past it. (laughs) And he swore at some woman. When somebody asked him about ripping off artists, he then used every... Every word under the sun. Expletive under the sun. Yes. Oh I quite like Jenny Eclair. Quite like her. She did, just looks like an old woman without makeup on, though, doesn't she, really? I mean that in a caring way. I don't mean that in a cruel sort of way. And the other, Lembit Opic. Ugh, disgusting. And Gillian McKeith. Stupid beyond belief. 
Lempick's cheeky girl fetish has all gone and done and dusted now, isn't it? After that, rather I've than... seen that the cheeky girls done about a television program the other week. Oh, they're my. so painfully thin. Oh, they're painfully just pain. thin. You want to see the mother? The mother makes up for them and then some. The mother is as big as a house. Is she one of your aforementioned barcodes? She's a hefty hideaway girl of the worst, and she's also. Let's just say she's not a particularly attractive person. But the cheeky girls are still dressing. I don't know how old they are. Probably mid to late 20s now. Really? Probably, yeah. Are they still dressing like seven-year-olds then? Don't you think they should actually put proper clothes on? So, uh, your final prediction to win X Factor? Oh, it's, it's who I want to win, which would be just, Matt. No. OK, you want Matt to win. Definitely. But who will win? I think I agree with you with your kind of pre-packaged, already pre-planned outlook, which is a little depressing, but probably true. So probably One Direction. Yes, probably One but Direction. But I don't, I don't think it would be good if they no, did. because they're looking for the girly market. Yeah. Got to get the girly market. Matt, I think, you know, would be perceived as relatively sort of hunky and would probably tick yeah. that box a bit. But I think One Direction would tick it better. Absolutely. We'd buy a ticket for Matt... But not for One Direction. I don't think they could manage a concert by themselves. No. I like when Matt, the other week, just, you know, sat there with his guitar, nothing else, and just sang. Really? And he was just really talented Didn't and good. clothes on. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Russell. <laughs> See, See you later, next week. It's, oh, look, I'm late. I'm ever so sorry. 13 to 8 is the time. Bye. Have your say on all the latest showbiz news with me, Richard Arnold, this evening from 7 on LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to uh, 8. Andy, Zoe and Olivia in Wellin came to see the show yesterday at the Mermaid. Actually, I've had tons of emails. I'll, I'll try and get round to as many as I can, but um, everybody uh, very, very complimentary. So thank you very much indeed for that, including Corin and Tony and Jan and Peter. It was Peter's birthday. And uh, they, they drove past Trafalgar Square on the way home. They said, you chose a lovely tree, so symmetrical. You must be quite tired. Actually, I'm okay this one. I didn't get very much sleep, but it was, uh, it was, it was okay, actually. It was really good. Leslie and Michael uh, had a smashing time. They said, we're now waiting with bated breath for you to announce the, uh, the next shows for 2011. Uh, Noreen says, uh, we missed Amanda. We met loads of people. Met Bridget, Gary. I saw Gary actually outside. I didn't have a chance. We absolutely got so mobbed outside after the first show when we got a standing ovation. And we've never had a standing ovation. I mean, it was, that was really quite something. It was, it was really good. Really good crowd for both shows. Really good crowd. And I saw loads of people, but I just didn't have a chance. And I started feeling a bit ill, I'm afraid. So I had to sort of... Um, we, we did sort of 20 minutes after the show. The boys, I think, stayed out there. But I, I needed to go and uh, get me medication. They sat next to Caroline and Gordon. Saw them. Brief chat with Dawn. Yeah, Dawn liked it as well. Liked the seats and everything else. Finally met Corinne. Had met Jan and Peter at Twickenham. Liked... Spoke to loads of other people. And then from uh, from Andrew and Keisha, it says, um, uh, just to say that the other night, uh, my other half, Keisha, and I came to our first Steve Allen live show, and we thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I was a bit worried that I might feel a bit of an outsider as a podcaster who can't really take part in the radio show, because it's always after the event. My fear was unfounded. The feeling of the Steve Allen family was very clear at The Mermaid and just both felt part of it. Very much loved. And uh, it was lovely. Also wanted to meet John Warrington, which was good. That was the icing on the cake. And uh, Andrew and Keisha, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you very much indeed. As did uh, lovely Linda. Uh, she was the glove lady at the end. She said, I think Anthony could be a double for Paul McKenna. He could, actually, couldn't he? He could, in a way. Margaret in Finchley says, really enjoyed the show yesterday. Sorry not to have been able to say hello after. I hope John passed the two photos on. Yes. Lindsay said, I have a complaint about the show. It was too short... Actually, I thought the second show went really quickly. 
I really did. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't realise just how fast it went. But anyway, thank you very much indeed for that. She says, next time, why don't you have a mock studio and pretend you're broadcasting the show? It's a thought. Beverly and John in East Ham. Hiya. Says, uh, we really enjoyed the show. Brilliant. Afternoon's entertainment. Lovely theatre. Seats with plenty of legroom. Great music, especially Elvis singing, Let It Be Me. I don't remember the Elvis singing, Let It Be Me. Was that on the table? Did Anthony do that? Oh, uh, really, in the interval. I never hear those things. The speaker's all over the place backstage, but I couldn't hear anything. Uh, Dawn thought it was wonderful. She was watching from the middle of the fourth row, and she took a picture, and she said, I saw Chris Christodoulou snapping away. She said, he was the only person I felt so awful. It wasn't until I got up this morning and I was running back in my mind all the things that I should have done, and I thanked all the staff at The Mermaid, and I try and run through everybody who works on the shows. And the one person I forgot who is so integral to it is Chris Christodoulou. And uh, he had his uh, assistant, Fiona, and Fiona's with him, I think, on a two-year attachment. So she can only learn from the best, and so she'll be learning from Chris. And everybody was very smart, and he takes fantastic pictures. So when they're up, I'll let you know, and uh, then you can relive. Because he snaps away all night, and you, you don't see him. There's no flashes. And I reckon a load of people were videoing as well. I, I, I saw lots of little, little green lights in the audience, so I think, I think somebody's put that on their, their phone. Because we've only ever seen a few from, uh, from Erith. Erith have, have put stuff on before. And a couple of other people. But it was, it was really good, actually. Uh, great to see you, says Barb in Abbey Wood. Great to see you in Antique. A bit disappointed the show was not more Christmassy. Oh, I see, I'd love to have actually gone really, really over-the-top Christmassy. <laughs> the nearest we got was the presents. Janet, Kim and Fred are now fully converted to LBC, which is great. Does John have highlights in his hair, or is it natural? I don't, you know, I don't know. I might have to ask him this week. I, sh- I shall find out, actually. But uh, thank you very much indeed. And to, to Bryn and Annie, uh, which was really good, and uh, they trotted off to an Italian restaurant and uh, have gone to bed deliriously happy. They loved it. They said the jackets were to die for. We love the, uh, the banter. And if we had any complaint about the show, it was too short. I know. People said that. It was too short. We thought it was quite long. It was two hours. It runs just the two hours, the programme. And uh, I suppose we could have sat there for ages, couldn't we? It's just that Johnny had to get up very early in the morning. He worked yesterday. So we're, we're doing it really for... It's not me. It's him. Nothing to do with me. I mean, I'd have stood there. It's Johnny going, Steve, come, you know, come on. And he stands at the back winding you up, doing that five foot. I'm going to turn the lights off. Dad, I can't keep going. Go on, get, off, get off the stage. <laughs> but it was, it was good. Thank you very much indeed. And I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The, uh, the people at The Mermaid were fantastic. Were fantastic. Questions for Darren. If you send them in to steve at lbc.co.uk, uh, when he gets in, he can have a quick uh, quick look at them. So steve at lbc.co.uk. Got a techie question, computer question for Darren. Details coming up in a moment of my Sony Vio laptop. And uh, Ace interview with Ball. Steve, thank you. Uh, fabulous interview. My favourite musical star. Going to get the DVD, says Anne in Richmond. And talking of Alfie Bow, he's doing Jonathan Miller's Mikado at the ENO in March. Love the show, says Hazel in Mitcham. And uh, coming to see you in your lovely silver and red sparkly jackets made it a special day. Thank you very much indeed. I only take... Somebody said we, we had a man in the middle of the front row, or the second row, the third row back, who'd had a few sherbets. And he, he was a delight, because he said, he said, you've got 12 jackets. I think he thought he was shouting at the radio. Uh, you've got 12 jackets. I said, yes, but I only... What did I take down? One... I took four down, I think. Four or three. Three, three jackets I took down. Because you have to decide in advance when you're going to... What, what, what colour jacket. So yesterday it was the turquoise, the silver, to always the silver to open, and then the red because we thought it was Christmassy. Mike in Croxley says, where do you stand on tuition fees? Couldn't care less. 
Really couldn't care less. It doesn't, I don't have any children to worry about and things like that. I think they should pay. Compared to America, ours is cheap. That's why all the American students come here. Cheaper to come here and have your education than stay in America. The equivalent education here, which costs 9000 in America, is about 29000 So that's why a lot of the... You find the Americans complaining? I don't think so. I can't wait to get over it. And yet our lot complain. You know why? Because the more money they have to spend on tuition fees, the less money on drugs and booze. You know, and it, it stands to reason. I should imagine. Sony Vio laptop, up for grabs in my How Low Auction 4 today. This one finishes at 10 o'clock. It's a Steve Allen quickie. And the person with the lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. To play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then your bid in pence. So if you think it's going to go for 22 pence, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 22, just the number, and then send it to treble eight two one. If you want to bid, you know, £2.83, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, 283, just the numbers, and send it to treble eight two one. This competition will finish at 10 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. And you can use this laptop for watching DVDs, listening to music, accessing the internet. It's got Wi-Fi connectivity and it's 320 gigabytes of hard drive. So give it a whirl and who knows, it could be yours. Today could be the day that you actually get the phone call going, congratulations. And it means that you're a, a winner. And I, I would love it to be you listening. When I say you, I mean figuratively speaking. So from Andy, Zoe and Olivia who liked it. It was Olivia on the way home, who's only 12, who says Steve is just so loved. I did cry a bit, actually. I, I held back. I thought I did quite well, actually. Darren said to me, he said, he said stop saying you're going to cry. I said, but I do cry. I can't help it in every show. And I was all right until, for some reason, I pointed out Peter and Jan and Corin and Tony. I started again. It's ridiculous. Uh, another fab afternoon. Uh, Bridget says, I was in the front row with Noreen and Brian on one side and Gordon and Carolyn on the other. He's getting younger, Gordon. He really is getting younger. I looked at him, he's getting getting so much younger. Mind you, he was mainly in the dark, so that was okay. Hello, too, to Gary and Claire that we met before the show. And um, she says, your reaction to the standing ovation was really touching. You deserved it. Fab afternoon. Here's to the next one, says Bridget. I agree. I mean, well, you don't know what to do when you get a standing ovation. Even Bryn said, he said, that must be like the icing on the cake. It's never happened before. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to do when you get things like that. Uh, Pollyanna Woodward, says Andy, is the new piece of blonde eye candy on the Gadget Show. Something none the wiser, actually. The Gadget, oh, right, oh, she's just a bit of totty who stands there, is she? Oh, right, one of those types. The, 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 well, I was quite right, actually, then. I was quite right. Uh, Sue says, love your show. I brought my mum along for part of her 80th birthday. This was the 80th birthday woman. We got a bit confused about it. She said, is it your birthday? She went, no, the 21st. I said, you can't be 21st. I said, you look so much older than that. And we met afterwards as well. So I'm glad you had uh, a nice day. And says, thank you for keeping her spirits up when she felt uh, a bit low. She says, yesterday was a bonus. She talked about you all the way home. See, that's good. It's what we like at the show. We have this, uh, we have this, uh, this sort of rapport with the audience. And well done to everybody for making it. It was fantastic. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We take a, a short break for the news. Then we're back and we'll wander through the papers with Tony. Have your say on London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning, and uh, one of the few decent people left in Dagenham is Carol. And uh, she said we had a great afternoon at the Mermaids, and uh, Anthony was great. Nice to see him back in good health. It was my friend's birthday, Dolly, and she had a great time. She did get a signed photograph of John and a kiss. 
there you go. He's very free with his kisses, as you know. Uh, Mark in Brentwood. Morning, Mark. He says, glad the show went well. I shall be at the next one you do at the Queen's in Hornchurch. Such a shame the dolphin is due to close. We should start a petition. The dolphin or the mermaid? Do you mean the mermaid? Well, I mean, it's, what they've got is they've actually got planning permission to turn it into a hotel, and I think they think that it would be better as a hotel. I'm thinking it's better as a theatre. In fact, it's a really nice theatre, and the staff down there are absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, you couldn't meet nicer people. You know, all the theatres that we've done, they've always been great, but we thought the mermaid, they were... For a first-time theatre, for us, they were fantastic. Facilities great, good tea and coffee. And very nice indeed. Tony's back with us with the papers. Morning, Tony. Good morning. Are we good today? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Good. Very well indeed. So where do we start? Well, Pamela Stevenson on Strictly. Now, oh, right. I always like seeing these older women on Strictly. Mm. And I'm quite sad to see that she's been urged by her family to waltz off. I mean, she's doing really, really well, but apparently her grown-up daughters are not very happy about it. She said, my children keep calling to ask me why on earth I'm taking part in Strictly. Money, I assume. Sorry? Money? I don't think it's just money, actually. Really? No, I don't think so. She shouldn't need the money, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I mean, it must be such fun to wear those dresses and waltz about and learn those dances. So I don't think it is just money. And apparently her husband's been getting a bit jealous, which is not a bad thing. But she's doing really well. Yeah. She's doing very, very well. So I think it's great. But um, I'm sure they'll come round because uh, they surely end up being proud of their mummy. Yes. I mean, they've seen her on television before. Why would they start worrying now about her being on television? She looks great. I'm a bit bored with Patsy Kensett. I'm glad we kicked her out. When was she? uh, Yeah. She kicked out a few weeks ago. I know. And now she's done a bit in the paper. Oh, shut up, Patsy. I know too much about your life. I'm not interested anymore. I couldn't care less. I always like it when the older women do well. But that's just Uh, a bias on my part. Yes. I suppose it it sort of goes against the grain of everybody saying, oh, the BBC don't employ older women. Well, that's true. Which, of course, is rubbish because they do. Many could look at any of their programmes. There's loads of sort of older women. Well, that's true. It's often just sour grapes, I think, isn't yes. it? It's, it is difficult, though, because some Totty's of them... always on Channel 5 and things like that. No, the, the BBC have always been very good at putting, you know, professional women in, yes. in jobs there. I know, I know. But um, I do think for some of the older women it is a bit of a problem. Yeah. Who was it? Anna Ford. And who was the other one who made a... I can't remember who it was now. Moira Stewart. A few of them. Yes. Who yes, were very, Sel- very Selena good at their Scott jobs. as well. Selena Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I loved Selena Scott. But they then get... We see, I don't understand. If, if all of a sudden... If you, if, if you were running, just suppose, a TV station, and you say, right, OK, we're going to use uh, Anna Ford, uh, as a hi- hypothetical person, and all of a sudden you think, well, the ratings are not doing so well. Mm. Let's try somebody a bit younger, and who's a bit, you know, a bit perky and all that kind of thing. And they come in, and your ratings go up overnight. You then yeah. think... Right, we, ha- we now have to change. So, but because of your loyalty to Anna Ford, you then go, we're going to keep you, Anna. You're not as good as you were, but because you're older and we think it'll be difficult for you to get a job, we're going to keep you. No, I see your point. I mean, you know, I have to say, I mean, I love looking at, you know, Alicia Dixon, because yes. I think she's gorgeous. And, yeah. I mean, I thought Arlene Phillips was absolutely brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, ca- I can see, I sort of can see both sides, because, and actually, I think she's doing a really good job now, Alicia Dixon. I think she's quite feisty. Yeah, she's uh, to me. She was always just copying whatever whatever the mark is next to her from from Len. She'll Se- do the same mark. Seven, seven, and she'll go <laughs> seven, and we do that. And I like him a lot. I don't think she's a, an experienced enough presenter. 
I know, and she's not really a dancer, but, no. you know, she looks great. Yes, but then is, is, well, I suppose it is now. Television is just about looking great. Well, it is, because I miss, um, I mean, I like Connie, uh, Connie Hug, but I, I loved Holly Willoughby on The Extra Factor. Yes. I absolutely loved her. You see, I have a problem with Holly Willoughby. Do you? Uh, the problem I have is... She's either going to be an adult presenter or she's going to be Little Miss Ditsy. Now, you cannot be both on television. You can do it for a while. So when mm. she's on this morning, we'll have women who've had mastectomies and all the rest of it, and we do the serious stuff. And then you see her on Celebrity Juice, where, frankly, it's, it's a cheap bit of filth on the television, mm. and I don't think she should be on it at all, because she's a family audience. Yes, if she I know don't, what If you she mean. doesn't want to do family mm. audience, then don't do family audience. Go and do all the tacky stuff. She's very, very good at things like dancing on ice. Yeah. She's just right for that. And the extra factor, I thought she was brilliant. She's a bit of a Barbie doll. Have you seen her husband? I have. He ain't no looker, but luckily he's a TV producer, so that's great. But it doesn't always work that way. I've got a friend who's stunningly beautiful, an actress, and I haven't uh, met her boyfriend yet. And I said to someone, is he absolutely gorgeous? And they said, actually, no, no he's not. No. He's a gorgeous person, yeah. but he's not drop-dead beautiful. It's personality, thank God. Yes. <laughs> As I was only saying to Johnny earlier on, I said, it's, thank goodness we don't have to worry about looks anymore now. It's come down to our personality. Yes, exactly. You know, nobody that's bothers a good thing. with looks. That's a good Certainly thing. Certainly with me, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, all, all this week we've had pictures in the papers of snow, 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 and everybody's been saying the same thing. People in other countries are pointing at us and going, you wusses. We have a little bit of snow, all right, which for us is like a lot of snow, but in, in terms of other countries, we've had nothing at all, and everything grinds to a halt. I you know. do not find them in Iceland going, uh, on the news this morning, I'm terribly sorry, all flights are cancelled because of the snow for the next six months. No, they take off and they land in the snow. I know, but it happened last year, the same thing. I yes, I know, and all the experts were saying the same. Oh, these are, un these are exceptional circumstances. What, like, same as last year? Exactly. I, I don't know why they don't get their act together. I was actually in the snow, Was it? I think it was last year, driving back with a friend from Kent, and it was a two-hour journey, and it took us seven and a half hours. And it was absolutely petrifying. Yes. There was no grit anywhere. It was absolute chaos, and it was really, really scary. I was very glad I wasn't driving. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have driven in the snow, and unfortunately, the heavier the car, the more chance there is of it sliding. Is like that buses. right? Yeah. Because I, I did turn um, round in the road a couple of years ago, and as I turned round, and I did it quite slowly, the back of the car just started sliding. <gasps> and I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to lose the car. It's so you have to be incredibly careful. It's very, very scary. Yes. I was driving the other day in the ice, very, very, very slowly, sensibly, mm. and behind me was this man tooting away. Yes, yeah. I was uncontrollable. Yeah. Well, I tried to control myself. What I want to do is, is stop the car... Get out and go around and go, I'm sorry, is, is something the matter? Exactly. And they go, no, can you put your foot down? And go, oh, I'm sorry, I, I was just driving safely. Exactly. You are the idiot, I thought you were, I'm so sorry. I just stop <laughs> and let them overtake, actually, because yeah. I just think it's, it's plain dangerous. Oh, it is. I mean, some people, I went down the motorway to my brother the other week, and I was doing 60 down the motorway because there was uh, lots of snow. There's cars whizzing past me with children in, and I, I think, know. listen, if you want to kill yourself, I couldn't care less, that's your business. Exactly. Don't involve anybody else. Exactly, exactly. Lunatics. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. But then it's there's a call to look after elderly neighbours. I've had two people knock on my door already. I don't like <laughs> it. It's not nice. Don't do it. But there have been these awful stories, haven't they, of these old people dying because they've been so neglected. They went into the garden. I know. Two of them. What do you want to go in the garden for? Well, maybe they like looking at the garden. A friend of mine, her, her, her father has one of these little motorised 
scooter things. Oh, yes. And he, he said to her the other day, he said, I'm, I'm just going to go down to the garden shed, because he keeps it in the garage, and make sure it's charged up. She said, we're knee-deep in snow. She said, what are you do- where do you think you're going? Yes, he said, exactly. well, I just, I just want to check it's charging. She said, you're not going anywhere on it. No, exactly. Leave it. Exactly. Leave it. Don't go out. If you're elderly and you feel the cold, don't go out. Well, exactly. I've got an auntie who's got a chest infection. It was her daughter's birthday. And she said, but I've got to go. I said, you are not going. You must not go. It's dangerous. No. Oh, I, I, I did walk out of here when we had a bit of snow on the pavements. And I'm so careful... Mm. Because it's so easy to slip. Exactly. I fell on my bottom, actually, last year. Right in the middle of the road. Oh, embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. You know why? Because when we get to our age, your age, uh, (laughs) it's a case of... Excuse me. It's it's a case of it hurts. I know. When you're young, you can fall over and you go, oh, it doesn't matter. When you're older and you fall over, I'm covered in bruises. There again, there's that little bit of extra fat, which is is a good thing. doesn't help, though, because your bones, you know, you've still got bones... Hmm. I've got this dreadful... I've never, touched wood in my life, broken a leg. You know, we always used to get the kid at school who broke his leg and got it in plaster of Paris and we all signed oh, yes. his leg. And I always wanted to do that. Have and you ever thought, been skiing, though? No. Oh. No. No, thank you very much indeed. No, <gasps> I've seen the accidents people have. It. Really? I've only done it once. I did tobogganing. It's not quite the same, is I it? I think you'll find it is. <laughs> Just means it's a little bit... Although we did do it in uh, Sievering in Austria and... Um, and they have the toboggan run that crisscrosses the ski run. So the ski run comes down, the toboggan run crisscrosses a bit like lights on a Christmas tree. So you'd think it'd be fairly safe, except if you missed it, as we did, coming around a corner, we went right over the edge, and my heart <gasps> dropped, because below us was a vertical drop, mm. and, and, we, and I, I rolled off the sledge, and we lay there. And to be honest, it looked a lot worse than it really was. But I tell you, my heart, I'm going... Oh, my God. Mm. I could, because you look down and you're looking into what can only be described as a chasm. Oh, I couldn't do it. And I felt physically... In fact, thinking about it now, I felt quite ill and oh, queasy. It was really scary and we did it. My friend Andrew went, oh, come on, it's OK. And I'm thinking, thank God we fell off the thing. Exactly. Imagine what it had been like. If, and you do see extreme skiers and they go out, they launch themselves off cliff tops. I know. And you go... Are you mad? I know, it's very brave. I mean, I was at the top of a hill when I did it, and I hadn't been taught how to... What's it called when you go like that? Slalom. Sideways. Yes. Mm. So I just went zooming down, oh, screaming for people to move out the way. Yes. Some run, of those comedy run. films. Oh, it's terrible. But there are lots of pictures in the paper today. Uh, customers were, were, were trapped at the Lion Inn, which is uh, high on the North Yorkshire Moors, for eight days... 16-foot snowdrifts they had. Horrendous. Eight days. They were, and, of course, you can't do anything with your car. It's no good cleaning the windscreen. My no. car had about a foot of uh, snow on it the other day, and I got a, I got a brush, a, a brush, a brush, and brushed it off. It was, it was absolutely terrible. How Does that you. work? Oh That's... well, sort of. With more LBC ninety-seven point three. Andrew Pierce with you at 10 o'clock this morning and Simon Calder will be discussing no doubt the Spanish strike which is stranded thousands upon thousands of people. Everywhere I go it strikes at the moment. Why can't people just get out there and do a job? If, if you're running a company it would drive you mad. And then I decided to really annoy myself and watch Carry On At Your Convenience <laughs> the other day which has which got uh, Kenneth Williams running a, a, a toilet company. Oh lovely. They make, they make porcelain toilets with everybody from Jones Sims and there's some love interest going on and uh, it's just really good. But they're constantly on strike. Constantly on mm, strike. Nightmare. Oh, it just drives you crackers, it I really know. does. I know. Uh, well done, because uh, Lizzie Cundy, otherwise known as who? Do you know Lizzie Cundy? I know the name, but I don't know yes, why. Am nobody. I being ignorant here? No, it's all right. Nobody knows who she is either. She was, uh, she, she unfortunately came over with us when we did, um, um, 
uh, Julie Andrews, and she was on the same flight. Somebody said, oh, Lizzie Cundy's coming out. Oh, God. So luckily we didn't say a word to her. We let her sit all by herself. And she's still on the plane. Oh, she's texting. I've got no idea. Anyway, she hosted a, a swanky bash at the Mayfair Hotel in London to celebrate the success of ITV at the movies. Never seen it. Oh, no, Never seen me it. neither. But guests include, she's really gone for the A-list people here, Gavin Henson, Joe Calzacchi and Ellen Reeves. So, like in other Gavin words, Henson. Gavin... Sorry? I like Gavin Henson. Yeah, exactly, but he, 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 he just looks good, but he's thick as a plank. You know? He's a good rugby player. Yeah, and jo- Joe Calzacchi, another one, brains must be elsewhere, because they're certainly not between his ears. But I think it's quite mean, you know, people expect sports people now to be... Interviewed brilliantly, well, but they're sports some intelligence. Well, I mean, they're I'm assuming they all people, went to though. school. Yeah, but they're sports people. We can't go around and kick a ball. But Excuse me, but I can. Can you? I what do you play? Kick a- rugby, rugby league, really? Football, soccer, really? Netball, over Netball? thirty-five. New leapfrog team, team captain, three years running. Oh my goodness! And um, what else do I do? Croquet. Oh, I like croquet. Hockey, marbles, and Jenga. This is all now? All now. I do all of these sports now. I weave them all in. No. <laughs> no. I thought I was just being. I did a used to play rugby. Old. I did used to play rugby. Did not, you? Not particularly well. Well, I don't want to get my kit dirty. Because my mum would tell me off, so I didn't want to get my kit. So I, I used to go home with, with the same pristine kit that I walked <laughs> onto the pitch with. If anything, I'd feign injury not to have to go and play. <laughs> I did play it, but I, I wasn't, wasn't very good at it. No, I wasn't very. I liked uh, netball. Yeah, we didn't do netball. We called it basketball, and I wasn't very good at that either. There was always somebody taller in my class. Was there? And they could do it easier. It keeps you fit, doesn't it? Oh, I know. But when you get to a certain age, you start thinking, oh, fit, Schmidt, who cares? (laughs) I can't be bothered. (laughs) It's just too much effort. You know, if if there was a tablet you could take that would make you fit, I'd take it tonight and go to sleep. I know, I know. Well, you do feel good after exercise, but I do it once, and then I never do it again. I I, I did do it for a while. I I did do the ITV telethon, and I did get fit. We had a trainer and everything else, and it was really good. If somebody's saying, do this, do this. Exactly. But to be honest with you, Paul Paul Savory on this programme is on a diet at the moment, and he's lost a good few stone. But he's going to Thailand at Christmas, and he knows he's going to put the weight back on again. But dieting's so boring, isn't it? But I've just been away, and there was a picture of me with my mum and my sister, and I looked enormous. So yeah. I said to my brother-in-law, could you Photoshop it, please? And yeah. he put Elle McPherson's body on the bottom. Yeah, and so you felt was... better about life. Exactly. Yeah, I'm constantly... <laughs> I wish they Photoshopped the LBC pictures, but sadly they didn't. <laughs> oh, incidentally, there are pictures on the LBC website, on lbc.co.uk, of, uh, A, there's the advent calendar for today, and you missed it for yesterday as well. So if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, there's the Steve Allen advent calendar, and there's a different thing to click on to every day. And so we've had old pictures, old clips of me on air from years ago, and uh, some good ones coming up over this weekend. And uh, at the end of the Oslo pictures, we've completed the story and we've done Trafalgar Square. So you get Trafalgar Square and the pictures that we did on Thursday evening. That's rather nice. Good, isn't it? Lovely. Very nice. Lovely. So very happy about that. Uh, I said that Eddie Windass is being axed from Coronation Street. Um, He he, he said he's not being sacked. There's no scandal. He's just, he said, I'm looking forward to a haircut. <laughs> He's another one of these families where they're a bit unbelievable. They, they put these people in, but because they're actors, they don't look like the people they're supposed to be portraying. They've all got lovely teeth. And, I know. You know Everyone looks a bit manicured. I know. That's the thing. I don't watch the soaps, but that's the one soap that I think is, well, I think they're all probably very good. I just never get round to it. Mm. But Corrie's a good one, isn't it? It, it? it is good, actually, although a little bit of a, an altercation, and it's on the front of OK! magazine, Ooh. where Steve MacDonald... Uh, in in the show, uh, in real life, has just got married, but he didn't invite his mum, the woman who plays his mum, 
in the series because they don't they don't talk. Oh, that must be so, so difficult. Be- Beverly Callard didn't is is conspicuously you know conspicuous by her absence in the pictures. But it's, it's hard enough when I've got all these nieces and nephew who got married. You know, doing wedding this is difficult yes. enough without having all your sort of screen family as well to worry I know, about. I know. So it, I do sympathise. It's a worry, isn't it? Really, mm. it's a worry. I think. It is a bit of a worry. Uh, OK, 84850, steve at um, WikiLeaks, they're talking about. Oh, I'm I sure know. I understand what it's all ab- on about, actually. I, know, I was WikiLeaks. trying to read up about it because I was away when it all blew up. Yeah. So I didn't follow it in great detail. I didn't know what it was, actually. I had no <laughs> idea. I just thought it was somebody printing things that we didn't know about. It just yes. told us that Pr- Prince Andrew was as vile as we thought he was. And, and a few other people, but I don't, I don't really care. Mm, I know what you mean. <coughs> I know it upsets a few people, but to be honest with you, I'm not really that bothered. Not really that bothered. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm very into the X Factor. That's yes, almost... I mean, g- given the choice, I like the X Factor. I, I like the uh, the manipulation of the public. I quite like that. Well, he's he's clever, that Simon Cowell, oh, isn't he? God, is he ever? He's so clever. Barbara Windsor has vowed never to pull another pint in the Queen Vic because of a char- her character Peggy would hate the new look. They've actually sort of tarted it up. Oh, yeah, I read that. Got leopard skin cover- cushion yeah. covers or something. I don't know where they? these places exist. It looked far more uh, far more like a pub when she was behind it. Get out of my pub! Oh, she's great, isn't she? She's doing panto this year. Is she? Down in uh, Bristol, she's playing uh, Fairy Bowbells. And she must be over 70? Barbara, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <gasps> she's sorry. 37, Oh, if I'm you so please. sorry. Scott, I'm so sorry. Nasty lady. La, 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 la. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think, put it this way, I think you could describe her as a, as a lady in her mature years. Yes. But, uh, she's wonderful. I love her. She's got boundless energy. I'm quite sure she must, at the end of the day, like most of us, you know, you do something for a job and you get in, you shut the door, you think, oh, thank God, and you put your feet up. Yeah, absolutely. And then you think, let's have something comforting. Shepherd's pie. Yes. And my friend Paul Cooper, who's got the fruit and veg shop in Twickenham, his assistant John went out the other day and treated them to lunch. And he goes to Iceland and he gets them a shepherd's pie each. They're a pound. Okay. And shepherd's pie, I think shepherd's pie is the one with minced beef or lamb or whatever it is, and then mashed potato on the top. Well, this was all mashed potato. There was a little bit of meat in there, but by God, you had to look for it. It was like, for a, and I said to him, I said, it was a pound. Yeah, what do you and expect? Went, what do you expect for a pound? It needs to be eaten with frozen peas and lots of ketchup. That's right. But the picture on the front made it look as though you were getting, like, a big thick layer of meat and then the potato. And it was rubbish. I remember buying crispy duck from Iceland years ago. Well, I'd, I'd been better off eating the photograph because the duck was rubbish. It was, was it? really cheap, horrible duck. It wasn't, you know, really, if, if you've had really good duck... And then you have what I call cheapo duck. And the pictures on the boxes are things that sell it for it's me. It's so misleading, isn't it? I always thought Iceland was just frozen stuff. Is it normal stuff as well? It was frozen. Oh, it was frozen. Yeah, they, they do do other stuff. The vegetables are quite cheap. The quality's not, not the same mm. as it would be in other places because they're selling it for a pound, you know, an item. So I suppose, what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, really? put it this way, for, for somebody on, on a budget, it's absolutely ideal. Yes. You know, if you're a pensioner or something like that, or you've got a big family of kids, kids wouldn't know the difference between a great carrot and a bad carrot. No, that's true. Oh, I don't know. Some kids are very health conscious now, I think. Are they? Yeah, I think so. We don't want to talk about them. No, absolutely. Health conscious. Uh... Morrisons <laughs> are using, I can't believe this, they're using squirrels to decide which festive nuts they sell. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Can you believe this? Morrisons hired <laughs> a furry temp called William, served up a, a selection of nutty nibbles and then left him to chew. And he preferred pecans, so they're now included in this store's Christmas mixed nut 
nut mixed nut basket, along with oh. traditional hazelnuts, almond and walnuts. Did anybody buy those for Christmas? Apart That's unbelievable. From my late mother used to buy them. So on the sideboard for Christmas, we had... A, a, I've still got them, I think, somewhere. Little wooden trays, and in one of them... Because she, she had a Lazy Susan as well, but in one of the trays it would have quality streets. She'd take them out of the packet and put quality. And on the other one, it would have satsumas. And on the other one, it would have mixed nuts and some nutcrackers. She was the only one at Christmas who ever ate nuts. Nobody, it's like we used to have dates, eat me dates. Nobody ever ate them. But they just look nice. They're sort of Christmassy, aren't they? Yeah, because they go, what do you fancy? We'd always play cards. Do, would you? After Christmas lunch. What game? Uh, well, I can't remember. It's seven cards we had in it. I can't remember. You had to make suits or something. Gin rummy. Must have been gin rummy or rummy or something like that. (laughs) Kaluki. I don't think that sounds very advanced for us. No. We did a game called Newmarket. Oh, I don't know no, that one. No, I can't one. remember what that one was either. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was very good. And we'd all sit down. The one thing we'd have is the, we'd have the Quality Street and we'd have Satsumas. Who wants to sit there cracking nuts open and no, eating absolutely. those? Yuck, yuck, yuck. Absolutely. Horrible. 84850, steve at Don't forget, questions for Darren. Send them to steve at lbc.co.uk. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Alex, Alexis, sorry, and Frank from Ewell. Say, uh, we had a great day yesterday. Lovely dinner in Covent Garden before the show. Please say hello to Norma, Andy and Trevor, who did not get tickets to the show. Trevor is spending his first Christmas in his new home. I don't know if you remember, you wished him good luck last Christmas when he moved out of his home early and spent Christmas and New Year in a hotel on the Epsom Downs. But I'm glad that you in- enjoyed it yesterday. It was, it was a very, very good day all round, actually. And, uh, and Gary as well, another very enjoyable show. Gary plus Claire now. Are we impressed? <laughs> LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to uh, nine is the time. Steve Allen's Sunday Briefs. I noticed in the Sunday Mirror today, Tony, that Chantelle Houghton. Mm. Remember Chantelle? Yes. Vaguely. Living the dream was Chantelle. Mm. Unfortunately, the dream was... Just to be as naff as everybody else, I'm afraid. She's well and truly over ex-husband Preston, because they, they went on uh, Ultimate Big Brother, and she's, she thought the relationship was on again. Uh, he obviously had different ideas, and so it wasn't. But luckily, she's got over it, and she's found true love, they say, in the arms of Rav Wilding. Oh, he's that police presenter, isn't he's he? The ex, yes, he, he's, he's sort of an ex-policeman. And uh, I think they're well-suited, because they are the meeting of the minds. And he's about as intelligent as she is, and it's great. They'll have a lot in common together. But anyway, she apparently has proved she's moved on. She got close to him because she's doing... A, she had to go to Argentina mm. for eight days to film a celebrity version of Total Wipeout. I get I get lost with all these celebrity programmes, I don't even actually. know what Total Wipeout... What is Total Wipeout? I don't know that one. And she's on it. I mean, I thought she wasn't a celebrity. I thought she just an old has-been. The whole idea of putting her on Big Brother to start with was that they pretended she was a celebrity, but oh, she that's wasn't. that's right. That's right. And she, she had to pretend that she was some big celebrity, and she's turned out to be as dim as a plank. She, I think, was a Paris Hilton lookalike. I've got no idea when. I, I didn't really watch Big Brother. No. I just couldn't get into it. But Chantelle was introduced to Rav by their mutual pal Dominic Littlewood, who I can't bear... This is the one who looks like he should be in prison. He's got shaved head, can't talk like that. What? Yeah? And he's on the television. This is the BBC dumbing down, for God's sake. Oh, God. Why can't we have people who speak properly? Like lovely uh, Dermot O'Leary. Yes. I like Dermot O'Leary. Do you? They said he's losing his American dream here. Yeah. He's not going to go to the US for the X Factor. They wouldn't want him. No, I don't think he's very American, because no. it looks like Cheryl Cole's going, because Simon really wants her. Mm. And he said he can't have that many Brits on the show, so I think it's a big... Well, Dermot is... I, I said earlier on, 
the Americans have a thousand that you know like him and better. What was that? That the American Idol guy is very good. What's a uh, very good looking young guy? I can't remember. Oh his yes, name his now. name was. Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. It's got Russ Ryan Seacrest. That's it. Yeah, but they have people like that who are slick. And very good presenters. Dermot, unfortunately, is not a particularly good presenter. In America, he would last five seconds. I think he's fine for. I think for Britain, it works really well. Yes, it's okay, but that's that's his his his, his level. He shouldn't he shouldn't try anything else. Mm. I think they'll love Cheryl though. Although they, she may have to have voice coaching if they don't understand her yeah. because of her Geordie accent. But that's her appeal in a way. I can't understand her either. Can you not? No, not all the time. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Although strange enough, Kevin O'Sullivan is talking about it. And uh, you absolutely smashed it, said Cheryl Cole, after another of Cher Lloyd's sorely overrated performances. She smashed it, added the literally tight-lipped Simon Cowell. Yeah, smashing. I know what this means to you, purple-haired Louis Walsh told Tesco Mary. It means everything. They come up. Yeah, he hasn't got purple hair. Well, he has if you look at it because he's he's dyed it, and so consequently, under studio lights, it comes out as purple. Oh, that's so mean. It's not purple. It's difficult to tell with Louis whether or not it's all, you know, he dyes everything or... You can't I don't really... blame him. I mean, yeah. I would if I was in that position. Well, and I was a man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, Kevin O'Sullivan says, "Now listen carefully. I will say this only once. I'm starting to get quite excited about Strictly Come Dancing. It looks like old Widdy could really do it. What win? Yeah. Oh no, it cannot happen. No, I know. I know. It cannot happen because at least John Sargent, you know, did the honourable thing and left. Mm. But but they've changed the rules now. Have they? If you leave early, you don't get paid. Oh, of course, so you're right. the longer she stays in and she said, oh, I'm really enjoying it. Of course she has, because that's a good source of income for oh, her. Oh, of course, Just but it's not else. fair for good dancers to be thrown out. Well, you see, as somebody said the other day, it was very funny first time round. Mm. Little short fat woman on the floor, yep. can't dance for toffee. But then after week, whatever it is, sh- she hasn't improved. No, exactly. It's still the same. I mean, I'm surprised that Tony Beak's back is still in one piece, bless him. I know, but I it's, know. But she has discovered a way of making a lot of money, and that's all she's into. She's into making money, because she's a business now. Mm. She's not interested in anything else. I mean, her, her, her political career must be shot through, because she's got no, no credibility. Mm. So, consequently, this is a way of making money. And she's going on tour with the X Factor. Sorry, with the Strictly Come Dancing people. The X Factor. The X- Can you imagine <laughs> if she does the X Factor? Even worse. But uh, but that that that's what she does. That's mm. a, that's a way of making, you know, thirty grand here, forty grand here, sixty grand here. Yeah. It all adds up in the course of a year. Oh, absolutely. But Alicia Dixon said last night the honeymoon is over, and I think for her. For Anne Widdicombe. Well, the public don't think so. They no, seem I know. to be. They seem to be voting for her. Now I'm not sure if they're voting because they think she's funny, or if they're voting to upset the panel, because consistently every week the panel go low votes. Because it's called Strictly Come Dancing, not Strictly Come, here's the funny lady who we're going to throw around on the floor. That's not what it's about. It's It's not not a circus. It's not even that funny. Well, it's not now, no. But I don't... The the voting's weird, because I met somebody who knows somebody in the music business who said that Wagner kept getting through because there are so many people in the music business who are so annoyed by the X Factor, they were all voting for Wagner. Thank goodness he's gone. Yes. Thank goodness. Yes. So at least the singers are left now. But the stupid thing is, if you have a, pro- you know, if you had a program called Strictly Come Juggling, yes, and and somebody couldn't juggle, you get rid of them because it's called juggling. If you've got a program called Strictly Come Dancing, as I've always argued, it's about dancing. A I lot know. of people put their heart and soul in. Anne makes no effort whatsoever. But that seems to be the same with every TV show she's ever done. She thinks she just turns up and they go, oh, it's Anne Whittacombe. Mm. But but it's it needs more now. She's got to that elderly age where she needs to offer a bit more. It's you know she's now become the joke I agree. that the country are laughing at, not with. I know, and, and that's that's where it, it spoils it. 
And Anton de Beck, I mean, he's a good dancer. I, I mean, he's the only one, really, who could have partnered her. Yes, I mean, you couldn't put... Somebody else would have lost their temper by yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. He must be so good-natured. Yes, well, I think he has to put up with it because he's going... And also, he must be delighted because he wouldn't normally have been in the competition this long. Well, that's true. That's true. He wasn't last time, was he? No, I can't remember. No, out very quickly. Yeah. But, that, but that's what happens. You know, it, it is the world of... Uh, of television, and, and there's no explaining what happens with the internet things. I think Simon Cowell complained on The X Factor, saying there were certain people trying to scupper the show. Well, I think he's right. Well, he is right, but, I mean, you could never ever scupper the show totally because Simon's got full control over it, releases all the right... They know exactly what they're doing. It's mm. so clever, and it's so wonderfully crass and naff that you watch this bit of crafted, expensive schmaltz, mm. and at the end of it, it doesn't, nobody gives a toss whether they sing. It's not a singing competition. It's an entertainment show. But there are people like, as I've said before, Rebecca, who's, who's yes. out of this world. But she will not be around in two years' time, because in two years' time, you'll have mm. another three shows under your belt, mm. and there'll be another three people vying for all he wants is a single and an album and the tour, and that's it. I think she might be around, because she's got a very, very distinctive, unique voice. Well, Alexandra Burke had her first hit single, Very Good, and the second one, the third one did not do as well, mm. and Alexandra Burke is now taking reality shows. Is she? So That's a shame. So that doesn't bode well. Leona Lewis very wisely went to America. Now, she's class. And stayed there. Joe McKeldry's single didn't do anything at all, really. Mm. Mm. They left it too long, though, a, to they, release it. They left it a year and, secondly, made that big mistake. He came out and went, yes, I'm gay. Like, it was, you know, everybody knew... You know, camp boy, lots of teeth, sing show tunes. Hello? Mm. You don't, we don't <laughs> yeah. need to know because it overshadowed his singing career. Yeah, that's All true. All people want to talk about with him now is, you know, and if I interviewed him, I'd say the same, why did you come out? Yes. Why did you feel the need to? Mm. And the trouble is now you've got showbiz people who write columns who will out presenters that they know because most of the showbiz columnists are gay. Are they? No, there's a lot of gay ones here. It's, it's veritable fairyland out there in showbiz <laughs> world. And they, and they out people. They think they're being clever. Mm. And then they go, why don't you talk to me? Because I can do it properly. You think, you're just filling a column. Mm. It's disgusting, really. I mean, who cares whether somebody's gay or straight? Well, I don't, absolutely. It doesn't matter. It really is irrelevant. You don't need to know. It's like, mm. you know, you don't, Dermot O'Dreary doesn't have to come out and go, by the way, heterosexual. You know, nobody cares. Mm. It doesn't make any difference nowadays. If you worry about it, it must be something in you that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I really couldn't care less. No, I don't care either. And exactly. Joe McKeldry coming out. The only thing I kept thinking was, why have you done this at the beginning of your career? Because you're going to alienate so many fans it's who true. might think, you know, is he gay, is he straight? And I always think if people ask, they must be themselves. And, uh, <laughs> and, it, and it's ruined it because nobody concentrates on the poor boys singing. And also all those young girls. They're going to go, oh, he's a puff. Mm. And they're not going to buy the records. No, and they're exactly. the ones you want. So if it turns out that two members of, of One Direction are gay, they have to keep that really quiet because you've got a boy band there. Yes. You don't, you know, you don't want to ruin your chances of selling an album to girls. Exactly. Who might go, ooh, not sure, because they're a bit funny at that age. Yeah, they are. They and are. And there is an expression, I think, among kids, oh, he's, he's gay, which doesn't mean he's gay. It means he's naff. Oh, really? Yes, it's, it's very odd. Is this odd. a new thing? Well, it's been around for about a year. I've oh, heard has it? it? You heard that, Johnny, when somebody says, he's gay, so it's what school kids use, but it doesn't mean he's gay. It means naff. Really? I think. Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard that. I know, I've... it gets very confused. It's another speak out there. It's another oh, there's another one. He's moist, which means he's oh, rubbish. La, la. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's moist? Yeah, that's amongst 13-year-olds. Oh, very bizarre, isn't it, you see? <laughs> but I just wish... Um, I wish people had shut up about their private lives. Yes. But every time you open up a newspaper, there's somebody else telling you about their life. Hmm. You know, and by the time you've read their life story four or five... I don't care. Some people manage to keep it quiet, don't they? Yes. 
Some but, people... I, but if you go to a paper and sell your story, mm. you know, I'm afraid you deserve everything you get. Mm. Absolutely. I was explaining to the people yesterday, because people always say to me, you know, have you ever bumped into any of the celebrities who you've slagged off on the show? And I said, no, because I wouldn't want to bump into these sort of people. I said, and I wouldn't feature them on my show anyway. They wouldn't be the sort of people I'd want to interview, because mm. they're so naff. They actively court publicity, and if you actively court publicity, then you deserve everything that you get. Mm. I you mean, it, yeah, it comes with a job. Yes. But you don't need to, you don't you need to seek private. it out. Look at Adam Woodyatt, been in EastEnders for donkey's years. Mm. You don't see pictures of him falling outside of a club. Yeah. He's at home with the wife, like all these people. They've, they've got a life away from what they do. But you get the people like the Chantels and the stupid Kerry Katonas who actively seek... I couldn't care whether, less whether Kerry Katona falls under a bus or shoves half a Columbia up her nose. It's what she chooses to do. The woman's mm. an idiot. I'm not interested. She doesn't have a... Ta- her, her, her talent is telling you all about her stupid, dreary life. Mm. That's her, her talent. But there are people... I mean, I don't know why I suddenly thought of Helen Mirrens, because I saw her on the telly the other day. Oh, she's right. like the opposite. Yeah. She's so... She's such a lovely actress, and you don't really know anything about her life, do you? Oh, but that's the way it should be. Mm. And we now know too much about the royal family. We never knew enough about the royal family, because there was a mystery. I know. And then there were documentaries, and then people knew about the royal family, and I thought, we don't want to know it. But we do want to know about William and Kate. Well, do I we? do. I do, yes. I liked them. So far, he, he appears to be the only one in the royal family who hasn't had a queenie fit. We've had it from Andrew, we've had it from Edward on numerous occasions. Princess Anne is notorious for it. And Charles has said, I don't like that man. I really don't like <laughs> That's him. That's good. Yes. That's very well, good. Well, he was talking about Nicholas Witchell. And yet from Prince William, we've had nothing. No, he's, he's an absolutely lovely mm. guy. Because I met somebody who knew one of his nannies and apparently he phoned the nanny before it got into the press to yeah. tell her the news. And I thought that was so sweet. Yes, Hope it's Nanny McPhee. Hope they phone Nanny <laughs> McPhee. I quite like that idea, but it's right. But also, bear in mind, he's been going out with her for eight years. Quite clearly, over the eight years, mm. and it's been a bit on-off, they have uh, vetted her completely yes. to make sure that she's going... Because she's a commoner. Yes. Coming into the royal family, and she could be Queen of England. Not in my lifetime, but she could be Queen of England. Well, she might be. Yeah. You don't know. Not in my lifetime, I shouldn't think so. There'll be somebody else's. Well, I'll be watching from a cloud. something strange could happen, couldn't it? You'll watch from a cloud. I'll be sitting on a cloud. <laughs> Will you? Looking down. What? Oh, I should be watching very carefully. <laughs> very carefully. <laughs> right, listen, we're going to take uh, a short break. And, uh, and then we'll take some more of uh, your texts and emails. Don't forget, if you've got a question for Darren, then uh, get it in quickly. 84850. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Strictly Come Dancing, Craig Revel Horwood tells Gormless Gavin Henson, you're giving Anne Widdicombe a run for her money. The ultimate insult, he says. That is. Poor old Gavin Ensign. Have you heard? I mean, the trouble is, Gavin looks lovely. He is the ultimate knitting pattern. He looks great, but unfortunately, he's dim as a plank. I you can't that. have a conversation with him. I, mean, I know most women would not want a conversation mm, with he's him. He's gorgeous. He, because he spends most of his time with his shirt. I could do the same in the studio now, but there's no point in upsetting people <laughs> at this time of the morning. Oh, go on. <laughs> go on. <laughs> no, believe you me. <laughs> not even I think it's worth it. <laughs> so it's the, the Steve Allen How Low details coming up in a moment. First of all, let's have a check on the, on the LBC Travel Show with Simon Calder from 1 till 3 this afternoon. You've uh, hardly started opening up Steve Allen's LBC Advent calendar, but already hundreds of thousands of travellers have had their journeys wrecked by heavy snow. Whether you've been grounded at Gatwick or stranded in Stockholm, what are your rights when your travel plans go wrong? Simon's got the answers. Destination of the week is Thailand on the day our favourite Asian destination celebrates the King's birthday. So whether you're heading for Bangkok or Bognor, Simon will do his best to cure your holiday headaches, all on LBC's Travel Show. Simon Calder, this afternoon from 1 
here on LBC 97.3. Just reading Kevin O'Sullivan again, and he does say here, another cracking Graham Norton show, as the BBC's King of Chat offers consolation to X Factor reject Katie Wasel. He says here, don't worry, if Mary Byrne wins, there'll be a job going at Tesco. <laughs> That's so mean. That's so mean, but so true. I liked Katie Wasel. I know a lot of people didn't like her, but I liked her. Yeah. I was more interested in Graham Norton's show, which had Jack Black, Miranda Hart and John Walters, and then Justin Bieber, hmm. a, a, a five-year-old masquerading as a 16-year-old. He does look about 12, he looks about he? 12. Yeah, he does. With his baseball cap on backwards, attempting to answer adult questions. It was all very peculiar, I'm afraid. I didn't see it, but I do think Graham Norton... He's taken over from Jonathan Ross, Yes, he? yes. That's going to be good. Yes. I mean, well, yes, I think so. I think so. I don't know. I'm not sure if the chat show's dead, really. Oh, no. Actually, I think Piers Morgan's interviews are great. Yes, I They're think because good. he actually picks people who are quite easy to interview. He always gets people crying. Yes, well, that's what they, they've made their name on, isn't it? Yes. The name is, you know, get, get somebody, ask them something about, you know, something and make sure that they, they cry. But he's, he does listen and he does ask good questions. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no offence to rising star Emily Makeless... But Popsikins, you're going to have to do an awful lot better than your toe-curlingly, brown-nosingly embarrassing interview with Donald Trump, the oh. American billionaire. It was the worst piece of journalism I've ever seen in my entire life. If that's the best you can manage, love, I think back to school for you. It was toe-curlingly embarrassing. Didn't see that, was oh, it, it was awful. I mean, he walked all over her. In America, a female journalist really, really earns their money. Mm. Over here, she did what I call a Selena Scott. And we all remember the ghastly Selena Scott interview with Prince Andrew, where she sat there and dribbled over I him. Didn't see that. She was covering what? for Wogan. Oh, really? And, oh, she was dreadful. The trouble is with Selena Scott, all she did was she just sort of sat there and flirted with all the men. It was the worst, worst case of interviewing. And mm. with Prince Andrew, Prince Andrew came on. And it was just... I mean, she might as well have just taken her clothes off and lap danced. It was awful. Really? I sat there watching it thinking, what are you doing, woman? God. It was so, so awful. Then she luckily left television and went off to make socks out of goat wool, <laughs> apparently. You know, which was fine. <laughs> There's a great thing here. I want one of these. Marks and Spencers are doing it. You don't have to diet. Oh, good. You don't have to shed a single pound. Oh, good. They've got a new thing out, skirts and trousers that suck in tummies and lift bottoms. Oh, if only. If oh, only. <laughs> the store spent a year developing the designs, which has hidden control areas. Do you have flatten- control panels? Yes. Control panels on the front of women's girdles. They're very uncomfortable. Fingertip. Yeah, they're very uncomfortable. Fingertip panels, they used to be called. I remember. But apparently these are not uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, right. These are, these are apparently very comfortable, so I think I want one of those. That sounds quite nice. Yeah. They do them for men. They know. They only mention dresses. You see, why don't we get them? Well, that's very true. They yes. should. Well, <laughs> skirts and trousers. There you are. You could buy a pair of women's trousers in a bigger size. Yeah, they're not cut the same for me, I'm afraid. No, that's true, <laughs> I suppose. Brian and Ealing Commerce says, I received a belated Christmas card from my aunt last year asking, how are you, dear? I responded with a New Year's card saying, skint, overdrawn, bad-tempered and hungover. Oh, God. There you go. <laughs> kind of sums it up for everybody, doesn't it, really, I'm afraid. Uh, young Peter, he says, great show. Too short yesterday. If, I, if I'd stood up to thank you, I could have shed a tear as well. Aww. Sorry, Sophie, David, Kieran, he still talks about him, bell ringing with Steve Allen, and Andrew couldn't make it, but if you will, please give us plenty of warning for the next one. Tony, Corrine, Wendy, Stephen, June, Jan and I went for a pizza to celebrate my birthday. You've still got the wow factor, Steve, after all these years. Oh, that's nice. If we do go back many, many years. Many years. <laughs> Hope you had a lovely birthday, Peter, and I was jealous about the pizza. 
I could have uh, I could have eaten pizza last night. <laughs> so hungry. And Alex and Frank said, was the afternoon script the same as the evening show? Um, no. It was some. It was. It was different. It depends on what what questions we got. It was. It was a little bit different. Bits of it were the same, but bits bits were different as well. So there you go. Uh, Mari says, uh, "My sister Sue bought the tickets. She says you look fantastic in your shiny jackets." But say hello to her. So Marie, thank you for the tickets. Uh, from, uh, from oh, Sue bought the tickets for Mari. So there you go. Thank Very you very nice much indeed. And Stephen Salmon has sent uh, pictures uh, of um, of Graz in Austria. Visiting my sister, where of course they have uh, snow, and it's look. I mean, I can't really, you can't really see this, but there, look at that. Oh, Isn't it wow! Pretty, Isn't that pretty. It's what it looked like in so, Oslo. That's look, beautiful. Just like that for the tree. It was Gorgeous. so so beautiful. Lovely pictures. Thank you, Stephen Chelsea. He says, "Lovely to be listening again live with good old Tony. We know each other and have a bit of Jewish banter together." Who's this? This is a guy called Stephen Salmon. Oh, my God. Hello, already. Hello, already. Hello, <laughs> already. A little bit of Jewish ba- <laughs> little bit of Jewish banter, for goodness sake. Gefilte okay, fish, OK, what else Job are we liver. doing? Job liver. OK, we'll have it's some nice bagels. Do smooth. you say bagels or bagels? Bagels, dear. Do you say bagels? Bagels, schmagels. Yeah, you see, I said bagels. Do you? Yeah, just to annoy people. <laughs> <laughs> I say bagels, I don't care. But uh, he says, uh, I love this good old Tony. Oh. Careful of the old. Yeah, careful. You watch yourself there, Steve. We should come around and slap your you legs. You see, it's cause and effect, because I talked about Barbara Windsor, who I love, and said, yeah. age, sorry. He actually wanted to be part of the audience, but he couldn't because he was on his way out there. And uh, somebody wanted to know uh, whether or not there is a Gillian McKeith doll on sale yet. I'm not even going there. I, I hope there isn't, actually. <laughs> Luckily, it won't take up too much plastic, though, will it? So it'll just be a small version, <laughs> I think. Very small version. Uh, bananas are very healthy for you. Yeah, they're good for energy. They're good, Potassium. Aren't they? Potassium, that's right, yeah. If I'm tired, I eat a banana. I don't do think it's psychological. I get really tired recently, and I don't know do whether you? it's old age or, or illness or what it is, but I do get quite tired. I sat down the other day, talking to my friend Mike in the hairdressers, and he said, are you all right? I said, I'm really tired. You, you know, get, I just mm, wanted to close my eyes. Really? And go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I tell you what you should try, these fizzy vitamins. I can't, there's too much in them for me. It sends oh, me a bit round. Sugar the, and, yeah. yeah, you're talking about that tablet you drop in water. Yes. Which is called... No, not Redoxin. No, no, not, not Redoxin. Uh, there's a big tablet. Barocca. Barocca, but that's I, it. Yeah, but you can get it from a supermarket at a third of the price, and it's got the identical, oh, really? identical ingredients. Lady gave me yesterday some apple strudel with no sugar in it. Oh, how I haven't lovely. dared touch it yet. I'm looking at it thinking, <gasps> if it's got any sugar, it's going to send me round the bend. But it's definitely got on it no, no sugar. <gasps> Apple strudel with ice cream. I know. Cream. Well, it's custard. Oh, oh, don't talk about food. Don't think about food. No, don't, don't think about apple strudel. Oh, I can't stop now. Yeah. Or is it or apple strudel? Oh, I love it. Oh, me too. But it's generally dripping in sugar, isn't it? It is. And strudel and currants and Raisins stuff. and... Oh, can you imagine apple strudel? Hot apple strudel. Oh, my God. Hot apple strudel with custard. <laughs> cream. Cream. With anything. With anything. Creme fraiche. <gasps> creme fraiche would creme be Creme fraiche is nice. Half fat creme fraiche. No full fat. No, Once I can't do it. full fat. I can't. I really can't do full fat. Why not? Because I, I just can't. Can you not? It's, it's really bad for me. Is it? Anything, it's got the word full fat on it. It's hopeless. Yesterday, I didn't have anything to eat all day. Uh, apart from the time we got to the second show, I had a, a sandwich. I think it was cheese and pickle. And do you know, it was the best cheese and pickle sandwich <laughs> I've ever eaten. If you haven't eaten anything for ages and you eat... A cheese and pickle, or whatever it has to be, it's the best sandwich ever. That's very true. And it was really lovely, and I ate it, and it gave me indigestion. Oh, no. 
Eat it too, too quickly, I'm afraid. Not very good for me. OK, what else? Well, if you, the recession is obviously not hitting everybody, because this is for the child who has everything, what you buy them for Christmas. A playhouse they can eat when they finish playing with it, uh, and it only costs £10,000. No. Unbelievable. Oh, let's buy one. It's more than six feet tall, five feet wide, and contains 381 pounds of gourmet gingerbread oh. and 517 pounds of icing. That wouldn't be very good for you. Oof. Decorated with a colourful array of giant cookies, lollipops, mints and gumdrops. And apparently at least half a dozen anonymous customers in Beverly Hills have already bought them. Can you believe it? I suppose if you've got that much money, you can have anything you like. You can have anything. Eaten. What a waste of yeah. ten thousand pounds! If you're going to spend ten thousand pounds, why not have a lovely yeah. doll's house or yeah. something? I did see um, a um, a gingerbread house in Waitrose the other day. It's only about you know like mm. normal size, but it's all gingerbread and Smarties, and that oh, looks that quite sounds, nice. That's probably ten ninety nine rather than. I think 10, it was a little 000. bit more than that, but it was still very nice. Mm. And I thought that'd be good. And I bought the other day for the kids for Christmas. I bought them last year, got them this year. And it's a sweet shop with little jars of sweets. Oh, it's got twelve lovely. jars of sweets in it, all with pear drops and shrimps and all sorts of things oh, and little sherbet pips and stuff like that. And oh. all little jars, so they can they can eat those. That's quite nice. I've done nothing. You've done, I've done anything. What shopping? Nothing. I've I've started shopping. Have you? Yeah, I've started shopping. I've internet shopping. This is what everyone's yes. doing now, aren't they? Sit, sit here or at home on the computer, order it, it arrives here, take it home. Brilliant idea, isn't it? Or failing that, if I'm really feeling mean, I'll get it sent direct to the person. Yeah, good idea. I can't, you know, it's, I can't be doing with traipsing around shops. If I see something in the shop, I'll buy it, but I'm not, uh, I'm not a shop person. Are you not? I quite well, like really. looking yeah, and choosing. Yeah, I do like it. I'm lying to you. I, I do like looking. I just can't be fagged at Christmas. It's packed. Oh, I know. Not it is nice. a bit of a nightmare. Avoid Oxford Street. It's just so... Bad news for Matt Cardle from The X Factor. He said here, if it's true, that he will never release a cover song, even though the show's winner will have no option. He says here, I will not do a cover version if I win. I know, I read that. Now, the last person who said that was Steve Brookstein, and he never worked for Simon Cowell ever again. I know, he's got to be careful, hasn't he? Because yeah. they've got such good exposure. I mean, I can see his point, because he's original, yes. and he doesn't want to just yeah. be made into a puppet. Yes, but I read that Simon's not going to do the same song for everyone this no, time. No, he's going to be doing five different ones. We shall wait and watch. Tony, oh, thank you very much. Pleasure. Tony's off to go and enjoy the rest of the day shopping. Okay. <laughs> and going out for something to eat. And then going home and watching television. Brunch lovely. party. Yes, oh, how lovely. Thank you for that. Don't forget, still to come, my Sony Vio laptop details. Darren's here answering all your questions, re all your techie stuff, okay? That's after the news, which is next. Brilliant, Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. Miriam says, thank you for your brilliant waspish take on everything we love to hate. Works a treat. But Steve, why, oh, why is Pamela Stevenson getting 10 out of 10 from the judges when she's stiff, makes mistakes, and nobody says anything except, oh, perfect Pamela, you're marvellous. She gets on my nerves. Actually, I've, I've interviewed Pamela Stevenson, and to be honest with you, I'm, I, I quite like her. I quite like her, I really do, and I'd love to interview uh, Billy. But he came in the other day with, uh, with Nick Ferrari, which was very nice indeed. Uh, Dawn says she was speculating on what will be happening on X Factor. Apparently one person will go tonight. That leaves four for the start of Saturday's show. Two go out on Saturday, leaving two for the final. I'd like Matt to win, but I suspect it'll be One Direction. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, yes, do you know who the woman was in the front row of the 3pm show yesterday? Somebody kept waving her arms. No, that was the one I said, oh, plug a chair in. <laughs> I'm always quite good with things like that. But anyway, uh, Darren's back with us. Morning. Good morning. Uh, I've got a how low as well. It's a Sony Vio laptop. So it's the ultimate Christmas prezi. If you want to buy me a present. Ian Dale has a Sony Vio laptop. Does he? He does. He's actually danced with Anne Whittacombe. I'd keep that oh, fairly God. quiet, you know, to be honest. <laughs> he said to me proudly the other day, he said, he said, I, I danced with Widdy the other night. I said, shh, 
They'll all want to. Keep it quiet. I think she was off touring. Uh, my how low today is the Sony Bio laptop. 320 gigabytes of hard drive, which Darren will tell you is a lot of hard drive. 320 is, is quite a lot. Built-in webcam. Good. Wi-Fi connectivity. Good. And uh, the person with the lowest bid will win. Lowest bid in pence and nobody else makes. And the hammer comes down at 10am today. To play this one, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, and then your bid in pence. So, for example, if you want to bid 49p, you text Steve, 49, and send it to treble 821. If you want to bid pound twenty-eight, you text Steve, 128, and send it to treble 821. This competition finishes at 10 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. It's really nice. A Sony Vio laptop. It'll go for pennies. I've got a phone. You have Gadget of the Week this week. The guys at Car Phone Warehouse have said, would you review this phone for us? It's the new Nokia C6-01. The legendary C6. Well, it's a new one, yes. Now, if you're into social <laughs> networking, this is the sort of phone that you want if you're not yeah. in, the, in the market for all the other smartphones that are available because um, it integrates all your Twitter and your Facebook and all your photos and your locations. So you can do your mapping, music, games, and all the stuff that you can buy from this store as well. It's got a good camera on it, 8 megapixels. Two, which is- two cameras. Sorry, yeah. t- Front, front and back, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it's about 8 megapixel camera, which is better than the iPhone, so you've got uh, better photographs than Steve's phone, for example. Hmm. Um, you've got HD video capture and playback. It's a 3.2-inch screen as well, and it's a 2-gig hmm. memory card, which you can expand if you buy the options up to 32 gigabytes, which is pretty good storage. Um, also wireless, Bluetooth 3 enabled as well. And what more could you ask for? It's a dinky little phone, isn't it? And you can feel it's um, better quality than some of the other uh, phones we've had in recent. Aren't our hand greasy? I don't know. Have you got finger marks all over it already? I put thumbprints all over it. That was deliberate because I'm now going to take a swab of your DNA. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome to it. You're welcome to it. Uh, So, good phone. It's about 250 quid if you want to buy it off contract, free with a contract. I knew someone was going to ask you. That's how much? 200 and. Off contract, about 250 quid. Right. Yeah. How much is an iPhone 4 to buy? It starts at about 500, I think. Right. Somebody I saw the other day, and he said, oh, he said, uh, he said, he said you can buy one for about £1,000. <laughs> I thought, £1,000? They're only about 500, aren't they? Yeah, it starts about, about 500. That. Off contract. They start at about 500. Will they go Around up to then? Um, I'll just check. Oh. I can't remember, to be honest. I'm very interested in that. Most people buy those sort of phones because they're expensive on a contract and spread yes. the cost. Yeah. And actually, if you're in the market, this is uh, news this week, that the major networks are now offering the iPad on a data contract. So you can buy it cheaper, say, for £100, wow. as long as you pay 25 quid a month right, for the, take out the contract, the, the, uh, contract mm-hmm. as well. Lovely. Um, and Carphone Warehouse has started selling them as well. All over the place now. Well, so it's not just... Yeah, so Ooh. John Lewis, Carphone Warehouse, Apple Store, all over the Shop place. Shop around, but they're looking for the contract. I've... Well, yeah, absolutely. So right. No such thing as free. When we're, no, whenever no, no. they talk about, oh, it's a free phone. No, it's not. Never. You would be paying for it through the nose. Yeah. iPhone 4 starts at 499 and goes up to a lot more than that. Right. <laughs> is mine iPhone 4? I don't know what I've got. It's iPhone... wasted on you, isn't it? It is yeah. wasted. In fact, why don't we 4? do another competition, give Steve's phone <laughs> away? Am I iPhone 4? 
Yes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ian in Bedfont says there will be a Gillian McKeith doll in the shops for Christmas. Oh, how exciting. He says, only this, the difference is with this one, when you unwrap it, it bursts into tears, faints, and won't come out the box. <laughs> Bit like Gillian McKeith, the uh, bad actor, I'm afraid. Anyway, questions for Darren. Yep. We have uh, now, uh, this is one from Chris, who says, I've just been given a Mac. Works perfectly well, but has a flat screen with two ports at the back. One is used permanently, and the other is used for plugging in either my printer or my speakers. Unfortunately, each time I want to use either the printer or the speakers for iTunes, I have to remove either the speaker plug or the printer plug to alternate for different usage. Is there any sort of double adapter? Oh, even I've got this. It's called a hub. Yeah, USB hub. It's a hub. Yeah, USB I've got one. Go to Amazon or any of the online stores, yeah. you can order one on there. And so you plug one in, it's like an extension yeah. socket, and you can plug in, I think, up to about six or eight, isn't it? Depends what you buy. Yeah. You don't still use yours, do you? Or do you? Yes. Do you? Of course, because I've got two at the back of the, uh, the iMac, and uh, I've got the printer in, and I've got the mouse, and... The mouse is wireless, so it won't be that. Yeah, I've got other things on there. I've got... <laughs> it's, it's, they're all full up. All full up. I mean, I'm, I'm a very technical person, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't look as though or sound as though I am. So that's, yes, yeah, it's a hub. So you go to Amazon or wherever else and they will sell you. What, what are, you, are you typing in hub, are you? No. What are you typing in? Um, no, not you, in, when he's going to buy Oh, it, yeah, just you USB hub. hub. Yeah. I, I didn't care what you, you were said. You said that you are typing in hub. That's a question. No. In the. No, I said. You, so no. you're typing in hub. Like talking yeah, to yourself, go to it, really. Amazon or any PC World or John Lewis or any of the shop, I'm afraid. Any I'm of those, so. type, ask for a USB hub or you can oh. order it online. OK. Uh, let's go to um, Anna. Morning, Anna. Hi, Steve. Morning, love. What can we do for you? I just wanted to ask Darren. Um, I've got lots of videos. I know it might not be your field, but lots of videos, and I haven't got a video replayer. They're all family videos, you know, the ones right. that are taken of holidays and things. Mm-hmm. How can I do a cheap way of putting them onto a CD. Is there something I can buy? Because everyone's quoting me 20-odd pound each one transferred onto a CD. Yes, yes. Or not a CD, a DVD. Yes, they'll put them on DVDs for you. Do you still have the camera that they were taken on? Uh, Well, they've been various ones. Ones that, you know, Uh, some uh, of them are... Because obviously the cheapest way is to do it yourself, but you'd have to either... Mm. Plug the camera into your computer and then do it manually. Let them all download onto so your computer. So you plug the camera. So no. So what, there's nothing I could plug into um, the computer. Yeah, you would. You would use your camera that you originally recorded. That you them plug on. into the computer. Yeah. yeah some of them are, you know, other people yes. have given to me a family parties right. and things. What well, are they on VHS then, or? They're on. Yeah, they're on. <laughs> oh, what it is. They're on. Um, <laughs> Here we go. You know those. Those cassette things that VHS. you put into your video. No, like a little cassette, V8. No, no, these are, just like what you, you know, when you go and get a video from a shop. Yeah, VHS. Oh, right. Thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's okay. plugged so into you, the, uh, yes, actually, well, she recorded straight onto it in the camera. So what you can do for those, if uh, you want to do, have a look around for a, a video recorder with a DVD recorder in it. Right. So you have one on one side, one on the other, and you put the VHS I've got one. in one. I've got two. Yeah. I'll have one in Steve. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you it's re- very easy. They're not very expensive now, are they? And no. then you rec- no, they're not. And then you record onto the DVD from there. Yeah, that's Brilliant. the best way. Thank you very much. All right, Have all right. Nice good day. luck with that one. You, I do. You probably find that on Amazon or somewhere yeah, like that. Yeah, shop around. And I, I've got one. It's the video on one side of the machine, quite sleek. And on the other side, it's got the slot for putting in the DVD, and then you play it, and you record and play, and it's uh, that's very good. Should we talk to chairs? Well, I was surprised. I knew about hubs. <laughs> I thought I was very good on hubs. I mean, I, I know a lot about hubs. Mm. Uh, Joyce. 
Morning, Joyce says, uh, how can I get rid of the spinning circle that appears at the side of my cursor? I have to wait for it to go before I can click on anything. That's usually caused by lack of memory. So you can either expand the amount of RAM you have. That's the memory. So if you've got 64, you can increase it to 120. You've got 2 gigs, you can increase it to 4, whatever. Um, and make sure there's no software running in the background that you're not using, because anything that uses up the memory will slow your computer down. Yeah. Right. I was going to say that as well. They're all like that. All the computers <laughs> here do that, don't they? Spinning wheels. Right. Chris Christodoulou said, that's, that's it for now. The rest will be with you tomorrow. In this batch, Auntie Enid and that lady in the front row. <laughs> and my silver shoes, which, incidentally, for all those people, they came from a company called Office because Corin found them in Office. She was the one who said to me, these are the shoes that you need for the show. So I bought them in Office, which is very nice indeed. So, uh, as soon as the pictures go up, I'll just have a quick check. I mean, as usual, Chris takes most fantastic... No flashes. And yet I think somebody... No flashes. Sorry? <laughs> How do you take a picture in the dark with no flash? How does it see? It's called being a professional photographer. I know, but it's... Un- I mean, yes, well, I thought it was very good. You was... take it by adjusting the ISO, which is... Do you remember ASA on film? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Where you could buy 100 ASA, 200 ASA, 400 ASA, <laughs> and the camera will recognise the speed. Yes. That's how they do it. There you go. So, Fiona... The fact that these cameras cost about five grand helps yes, as well. at least. Mm. But Fiona is, is his work experience for about two years, I think. She's not two bad. Two years? I think he said something experience. like... Well, like, yeah, it's, a, it's a long process. You imagine trying to learn the business. Yeah, you push the button on the front and he does it for you. But it took me ages. That's you what know Chris when you, does. When you did Fuzzy Felt Farm, it took yeah. me ages to teach him how to cut out that he could not do ducks for love, nor my good you. You couldn't got do past the, ducks. the starter kit and Lego yet, Mr Allen? Certainly have. I've got sweet shop and post office. Nobody holds me back. I tell you, I'm all there with Fuzzy Felt. You don't, you don't mess around with me. I can intermingle Fuzzy Felt Farm with Fuzzy Felt Forest. And then you have to try and find the animals hidden behind the trees. But I know where they are because I put them there. Okay, it was talking like that. Got me out the brownies. Anyway, it's quarter past nine. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Eight uh, eight five zero. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Juliet, very quickly. Hang on a minute, Carol. But Juliet says, can you ask Darren to repeat the app for iPad that he mentioned last week? It was for a word program. I meant to write it down, but then I forgot. <laughs> this is the Sleep Talk program for your oh, iPhone. Yes. This is record your. Um, if you talk in your sleep, it will record the voice or the words that you say. It's a voice-activated program, and when you go to bed, you push the app. You do need an extra bit, though, don't you? No. Oh, you don't need... Because called... when, when I actually clicked onto it, it said you need headphones with a microphone on it. No, no, no. It's, you just do it on your iPhone, not the iPad. Oh, right. Oh, and okay. then you push, press the bed to activate. Yeah. And then when you talk in your sleep or snoring... In it your just case, records. It records it, and it turns on and off over the night. Obviously, you have to keep your phone charged, because it's working. So you have All to have night. a charger. Yeah. yeah. It'll drive you mad, Juliet. Talk. No, it doesn't say anything to you. It's only funny when you turn it on in the morning to hear yourself either talking or, or snoring. Not, not sure I want to hear that, actually. No. Sleep talk, it's called. Yeah. Sleep talk. OK. All right. Now you've all remembered. Great app, actually. My app of the week this week for the iPad um, is called DJ, D-J-A-Y. Imagine you've got your screen in front of you, and in front of you are two record decks, Mr. Allen, as you can see. Yeah. And then you load from your iTunes library the records of your choice, and you can become a DJ. You just plug it into the amplifier or your speakers, and away you go. And you can scratch. (laughs) That'll wake you up. (laughs) Or you can play. Um, let's have a bit of... That's all Oh, you... I like that. Do you know what that do, is? Do, do, <laughs> Very do, good. Do, do. It's yes. ABBA. <laughs> you, st- you can't catch me on Beat the Intro. Uh, I've won competitions for that. Um, you can record your mixes as well, so you can just play the mix out. And I think 
within the next year, I would say that a lot of DJs will be turning up at clubs just with an iPad. They're not going to need their records or oh, their CDs. Oh, we had a anymore. guy, lovely guy, used to work for Choice. Latin. Used to do discos for us in the in one of the bars, and he um, he, he turned up with two um, laptops. Yeah, oh. two laptops yeah. and played everything on the laptop. You won't need a laptop anymore. Oh, you just do it on your unbelievable. IPad. Talk to Carol. Morning, Carol. Good morning. I wondered if someone could help me. I run a small business, and we have a main computer in my flat. The internet on that has gone down completely, so the small business can't connect to the flat anymore. Um, we've tried running diagnostics and everything else. We've run BT, and uh, I still don't have any internet. Any ideas? Uh, so, were you connecting wirelessly or through the router? Uh, through the router. And the router has are all the green lights on? Uh, the green light's on, and the red internet light is on as well. It's red, is it? Yeah. Well, red is not usually a good sign on your internet. That means I know. A, that means there's a fault with your internet connection and BT are going to have to check the line for you. Yeah, they've done that. They said there's nothing wrong with it. Well, there quite clearly is, isn't there? Have yeah. you got um, yeah. a laptop that you could... Another laptop that you could use? Try and connect via that? I can borrow one, yes. Yeah, borrow that it. and search for the wireless internet. Put your uh, encryption key in. If it doesn't connect that way, then there's something definitely wrong with your internet connection. Okay. Same thing we usually say everywhere. Have you turned the router off for a yeah, five minutes? Yeah, we've turned that off. We've turned the computers off. Which yeah, we've done like all the wires. Issue. Yeah. Um, it sounds like your internet's down. If you've got a red okay. light on your router, that's not a good sign, usually. Okay, thanks very much. All right. Thanks a lot for that okay. one. Oh, dear, what a shame. Actually, uh, Juliet said that wasn't the one I meant. I meant for writing letters, like Office Word. Oh, Pages. Pages? Yeah. Because I've just downloaded Sleep Talk now. Well, you can listen to yourself talking, play it out for the yeah. show next week. That's clever, isn't Do you it? Do you talk in your sleep? Sorry? Talk, I don't know. I've got no. I don't day. think so. I don't think so. Uh, it says sleep, user. sleep light, speak freely. Yes, because it's going to record everything you do. How mm. horrible is that? How horrible is that? I think it's the snoring that. Might oh, shock especially you. if they hear. Oh, if you hear yourself snoring. Yeah. My father used to like most people. He used to fall asleep in the chair, and we go, Dad, and he go, Yeah, and we go, You're snoring. No, no, I wasn't asleep. You go, Yes, you were. We all do the same. I've done it myself now. I used to dread falling asleep on a train. In case I woke up and people are all sitting there staring at you like meerkats, you know, sitting there and you think, I've snored or I've spoken or I've dribbled or something, something horrible. Oh dear, it makes me cringe. So what was that one? So that we've Pages. Pages. Yeah. Pages. Okay, pages. Uh, one here. And this is from Gary and Claire. Gary and Claire. And he says, uh, because he, he came to the show yesterday, lovely to see everybody. Mm-hmm. And he says, shame I didn't get my chat, but I, I did wave. Yeah. I did wave. And he says, lastly, you may know this, if not Darren will. Do I need antivirus program for my Apple iPhone 4? No, you don't. Right. No, but be sensible. If you're um, sent to a website by email that you don't know anything yeah. about, then be careful. But it's, it's fine. It's fine, is it? Yeah. I have to ask again, and I'm really sorry to ask you this, because I've, I've asked it about five times now, but I have to get it right in my mind. I've ordered stuff from abroad before, yeah. and I've got a PayPal account. Mm-hmm. I don't remember setting it up, but I appear to have a PayPal account, and I've obviously got a credit limit on it. Yeah, you have to verify your PayPal account to increase yeah. that limit. They then wrote to me, I've told you, they, they've written mm. to me three times, but I have to get this right in my mind because it's, it's not sinking in properly. And they've said, uh, you've reached your credit limit. Yeah. If you want to order anything else, you've got to give us your bank details. Yeah. And what they want is they want everything. Yeah. They want my... So- and I'm thinking, is it safe? Yes, it is safe, but don't click on any links in the email. Type PayPal directly into your browser. Right. So if you are... But the only way you can get your limits changed on PayPal is by providing those details. And that's to stop fraud and money laundering. But I'm a bit worried that I'm handing over my details. My no, 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 code. it's fine. Is PayPal it is owned by eBay. It's fine. Hmm. 
but I'm still a bit sceptical yeah, no, about it. No, no, it's so fine. Sure. We all, we've all done it. No, you we just have to make sure your password is secure. Don't just use an obvious one. No, 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 it's really difficult, this one. Moon pig. <laughs> I thought that would be very good. You'll never guess it, will you? Make a sure it's got years. numbers in it as well. Yeah, really? Moon yeah. pig 17. Once very you've popular. verified your limits, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one here. I really want an iPad, says Stuart, but lots of people have said the Galaxy Pad is better. I'd like to be able to download your podcast onto my MP3 on the move. Would I be able to do that on either? You can do it on either the Galaxy Tab is uh, Android, which is a great system. It's not got the same battery life as the iPad. Android. And the iPad uses all the I, I, uh, the Apple stuff. So oh, right. Go and play with it. Go and play with right. it in the store. You can go to any of the, you know, mm. Alpha Wire, all the streets on the high... Shops on the high streets. Hello. Yes, I know. <laughs> it was a very long night yesterday. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I know. Even my brain somewhat befuddled <laughs> this morning. Uh, Andy says, I'm set up for wireless in my study. Yeah. And it worked until Friday, but now I can't get access to the internet. Do I unplug something, switch something on or off? Turn your router off for a while, five minutes, plug it back on again. Yeah. And make sure all the lights go green. It's the same issue as the last caller. Right. Had. So, um, again, you unplug yeah. everything. Yeah. Pull it all out. Leave it for five minutes. Right. Let, let it settle and then reboot and up again. Make sure all the green lights on your router go on. Right. It's um, good, isn't it? If it's red anywhere, you'll need to contact your service provider. Right. Also, if you've installed anything new on your computer, make sure the file settings haven't increased yeah. magically. Okay, Andy, good luck with that one. Uh, does Darren know how to add a printer with a new printer feature on the latest iPhone update? I have an iPhone 4 and my printer is wireless, but it's just not showing up on the phone. The printers that it supports are very limited at the moment. If you go to Apple's website, I think there's about eight different printers, that's all. Yeah. Um, there is a fantastic app you can put on your computer that will allow you to wirelessly print, but I've forgotten what it is. I will have a look during the news, and I'll let Steve know, and he can tell you. Okay. And uh, Mikey says, the caller with the router problem, she needs a new PSU-AC adapter. Uh, BT should know this, as it's quite a common problem with their routers. Oh, really? So, mm -hmm. it's what you need. Well, it's what he, he says you need. Yeah. So uh, you can try that one as, a, as an option, a PSU stroke AC adapter. OK. Uh, another one here. This is, might be the final one, actually. This is from uh, TLAC. I have a Sony Mini DV camcorder DCR TVR 33E. It's not working with Vista. Software is not available in Sony website. Where can I get the software? Sony, if it's not on the Sony website, then you're going to have to have a little search around, see if there's a sort of third-party software. Yes. Will allow you to connect it. Um, Mini DVD, Sony camcorder. I'm not sure when that came out. If it came out when it was an XP, then the software will only be software compatible. Yes. XP compatible. Right. Right. Okay. So have a look around, do a search. You may find someone who's done a third party application. Right. That will work with it. Cool, cool. Thank you, Darren. Pleasure. Uh, Darren will be back with us next week on the programme. Be with us on Tuesday, giving a few ideas of where to go. Which is nice. Uh, Nick says, you were talking about carry-on at your convenience. Charles Hawtrey plays the chief designer of toilets and explains to Sid James that the new design of toilet pedestal is streamlined. To which Sid goes, what for? Wind resistance? I was going to attempt to do the laugh of Sid James and I thought better of it, I'm afraid. I can't impersonate somebody as clever as that. So, thank you very much indeed for, for that one. And even Jeannie's fed up today. She says, I do tell people, don't ring me when I'm listening to Steve Allen. She said, and they insist. I get up early, light the wood burner, cup of coffee, and then Stevie time. You can bet your bottom dollar somebody will ring and want to chat. I try putting on the answer, but that wakes up the family. Am I selfish? No, absolutely not. You're a very sensible, realistic person. And uh, for that, we award you our special, special award today, which is that you can carry on listening till ten.
Have your say on London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Sunday morning on LBC. A little bit overcast out there. They've said in certain parts of... uh, uh, but, yeah, there's going to be a bit of snow, I think, by Tuesday. Nothing uh, nothing in the London area, but definitely by Tuesday it's said snow over a bit. And some people are still suffering with it. Down at Pratt's Bottom, they've still got snow. Poor souls, honestly. Hopefully it'll go away very shortly. Somebody won't go away, because he's with you after the news at 10 o'clock this morning. He's Andrew Pearce. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. You're well today. I am very well. A little bit tired, but well, thank you. Very tired. Late night. You know, I've discovered I can't... You've been treading the boards again. I have been treading the boards. I can't burn my little candle both ends. It's too, it's too tiring. <laughs> right, well, um, in a programme, WikiLeaks, uh, the, the uh, Americans are now trying to get us to give the WikiLeaks founder, the man behind all these, yeah. extraordinary revelations, most of which I've been thrilled to read, I have to say. Oh, it's, uh, me too. I mean, I'm fascinated yeah. by it. The Americans want us to kick him back to Brit- to America for Why? prosecution. Well, Sarah Palin thinks he should be treated like Bin Laden. Um, but, of course, but all he's done is just taken stuff from the internet which has been, you know, which has been sent to people, Why and he's just put it, it up 5, there. 5,000 people completely. So we'll um, be... And also I'm going to be talking about uh, one issue which didn't get much coverage here on LBC, about Prince Andrew. You know, is he, is he a force for the good or a force for the bad? Nick because, Ferrari thought he was good. Well, I went away with him to Singapore a year or so ago for four days, and yeah. I must say he certainly knew how to bring in the money. Yeah. Uh, not, I don't mean for him Carol personally, but the him. big businessman. She does. She's been very rude about him again. Yeah. I'm also talking to uh, Tessa Jowell about sp- sport in schools. Right. Kate Ho is reviewing the papers. Perfect, really, because she's a former sports minister. Mm-hmm. London, the London bid for the World Cup, shambles. And um, tuition fees. They pay? Uh, How much money do well, they quite. pay to get it? And of course, we have the tuition fees vote yes. on Thursday. We now finally know that Nick Clegg, the leader of the Liberal Democrats, is going to vote in favour yes. of this legislation. Vince, Vince Cable has uh, uh, turned around, hasn't yeah. he? Well, he's, been, he's turned about three ways. Yes. My prediction, Steve, that vote on Thursday is going to see Liberal Democrats voting against it, abstaining, and voting for it. See, it all changes when you're in government, Lib Dems. Certainly does. Nice to see you. Nice Thank to see you, you, Andrew, very much. Andrew Pierce is with you after the news at 10 o'clock this morning on LBC 97.3. Uh, some more of your uh, texts and messages, which I'll try, try and get through as, as many as possible on the programme. Uh, quickly here. Oh, also, I'll remind you again uh, of my How Low. It's the Sony Vio laptop. Uh, Alison says, uh, what an afternoon, fantastic, enjoyed every minute of it. I was sorry not to have made contact with you as the front-seated people were last to leave the theatre. You were just going but managed to sign the back of my ticket receipt. I actually, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I wasn't very well, I'm afraid. <laughs> so I had to sort of, uh, had to, I was, it was awful, really, because there were still loads of people standing there. And I felt absolutely awful. And, uh, but I, I, I didn't feel too good, actually. I had to go and have a bit of a sit-down, I'm afraid. Apparently, the caller that needs to convert video to DVD, you can buy a PC kit for less than ten quid on eBay, says Michael. You get the cable from the video to the PC and, uh, and all the software. Thank you, Mikey, very much indeed. Uh, congratulations, say Dave and Amanda. Well done to the boys for showing us to our seats. I think Alan would like a little torch for Christmas. I'm sure he would. Uh, and uh, Maureen and Shepperton. Lovely to have a quick chat with you in a foyer. All in all, a wonderful way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Fantastic show at The Mermaid. Wasn't it lovely? It was, it was really nice. You know, I tell you what, if ever there was a show that we should have put on DVD, that would, probably would have been it, I would have thought. But I bet there's copies of it doing the rounds. It'll, it'll pop up somewhere. You watch on YouTube or something like that. Nicholas says, great conversation with Michael Ball. Like eavesdropping on two old friends having a chat. Gordon in Betchworth. He says, we had a great time at the first show in the front row. Caroline wants a red sparkly jacket. 
Isn't that nice? The red, it comes over quite well, the red one, actually. We had a curry afterwards, and they knew you were in town with Brussels sprout bargy on the menu. You're looking very young, Gordon. Have you started having injections or anything? You know, I only have to ask, you know. And, uh, Steve, first time to your show. We had tickets for the second one. It was nice. Nice to see you in the flesh. Loved meeting John. And uh, that's Marie, Therese and Olive. So it was nice to see everybody down there. Thank you very much indeed for your... uh, your time yesterday. It was very good. To print wirelessly from your iPad stroke iPhone to a print via a Mac, use Printopia. Printopia. Okay? That's the programme. Printopia. Sounds quite exciting, doesn't it? Printopia. I must thank... Uh, I've had some Christmas cards in, uh, which I only got round to opening this morning. One from, uh, from Stephen Potter's bar. One here from just a devoted listener. And a really big card, and I only got it in this morning, I'm afraid, from Asher who works, as you know, for Hospital Radio Chelmsford. She's out there now. And uh, I've got the clips. I'll have a listen to that a bit later on. But I only got the card today. I only got the card. Uh, Read your comment on the apple strudel being sugar-free. Often when you read the label, it contains glucose or syrup, so as a diabetic, it will still affect you, says Bruce. I know, because I've made mistakes. That said, it sounds wonderful. See, that's the trouble, isn't it? And I don't want to send myself completely over the top. I have to be a little bit uh, careful. A little bit careful, things like that. But I, I shall have a little... I shall know within within about 35 seconds uh, whether or not it's going to be uh, any good to me at all. Uh, John in Beckenham. Fantastic show. To think my girlfriend, Abby, Gail and I had the honour to be in the same room as Bryn and Annie. They're a lovely couple. They really are. He's been a Toastmaster. He's got a book out, actually, for a long time. And he's a water rat, of course. I have a question. What was the incredibly Christmassy overture music that you used to open the show? I must have it. I could tell you exactly what it was. It was Carol of the Bells, and it was played by Trans-Siberian Express. And if you go to iTunes, it's on there. Carol of the Bells. And i tell you where else you'll hear it. If you go to YouTube, you'll see lots of people's houses in Canada and America, and they use Carol of the Bells by Trans-Siberian Express, who are a big supergroup. You can find them on YouTube as well. They do concerts in Canada every year, and they play that, and it's really good, and people do their lights to it. Carol of the Bells, Trans-Siberian Express. It's lovely. You you, you can download it, as indeed we did. And uh, very good it was too. Okay. So that was nice. Uh, Listen, you've got 22 minutes to have a go for my Sony Vio laptop. Go on, push yourself. Push yourself for this one. And uh, this has got 320 gigabytes of hard drive, built-in webcam, Wi-Fi connectivity. Uh, You can watch DVDs, listen to music, and access the internet, put your photos on it, print it. You can do everything you like. But the person with the lowest unique bid will win the lowest bid in pence that everybody else doesn't make. Okay, so you've got to find the one that's unique. Computer will help you. And the hammer will come down at 10 o'clock on this one. So to play, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your bid in pence, and send it into treble eight two one. So to bid £1.29, you text Steve, 129, in a text, and send it to treble eight two one. To bid £2.13, you text Steve, 213, and send it to treble eight two one. Competition finishes 10 o'clock this morning. Must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck, because it's really good. Gary says, I bought a USB hub from the pound shop. Seems to be OK. You're so mean. Have you noticed that, Claire? He's a bit me going to the pound shop to buy his USB hubs now. That'll mean a smaller Christmas present for you this year. Uh, Steve, um, John says, this, this works very well. You need your printer. This is the printo- 
Pierre thing we did. It said, works brilliantly. We need your printer plugged into your wireless network. OK, so uh, there you go. Always happy to help. And uh, 84850, uk. After being stationary in my car... At Harrods, on my way to you, I asked Satnav for alternative route. I went via Buckingham Palace to Big Ben, over the bridge to Waterloo, up to Blackfriars, back over a bridge, missed the turning on the Aldwych over Waterloo Bridge, down to the Old Vic, back over Blackfriars Bridge, and then finally to my front row seat. Yes, it was me! The flustered blonde in the pale blue jumper. Well worth the expedition and the two-and-a-half-hour journey. Mum and sister had a fab time as well. So, you know, we've had nothing but uh, but good reports. It was so nice. And I said yesterday, you know, because some people really set off and had journeys from hell, and that was just one of them, uh, to actually get there. So, well done, everybody. I mean, it was, it was really well, well, well worth it. Juliet says, thank you, Darren, for the advice. It's nice, it's nice when people come back and say thank you. I always like that. Uh, Steve. Says Donna, I wanted to take you home yesterday and stick you on top of my Christmas tree. I took my brother and converted him to switch station. Another listener. Please say hello to my mum's friend Sally, who's known me since I was born. Haven't seen her for years. Amazing show. Met Maureen too. Good. I'm glad you all enjoyed it. It was. It, we thought it was a really good, good couple of shows yesterday. And we did get a standing ovation. Did get a standing. We've never had a standing ovation before. I mean, that one, you know, just, um, just kind of. Um, it was uh, just sort of, you know. <laughs> just sort of makes it worthwhile. All fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. It was absolutely brilliant. We've had nothing negative at all. It was absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And uh, really, really good. Really, really good. So thank you very much indeed. Uh, Stuart says, I'm a big fan and regular listener digitally down in Cornwall. Can you find out when we're going to be doing your live show? We always announce them on the programme. We always tell people. It'll be after Christmas. I think you'll find it'll be after Christmas. OK, that'll probably be the uh, the next time. The next time will be after Christmas. Uh, Paul says, third show. Previously seen you at Radlett. Love the people at The Mermaid. Do you know, they were the best, best crew there at The Mermaid. Really, really good people. And thank you to partner Georgie says Paul, for a lovely day we spent in London. Just in case you're interested, Fortnum and Mason still have a couple of boxes in stock of their six Christmas crackers for £1,000. Can you ever justify £1,000? I don't think you can ever justify £1,000 for six Christmas crackers. Although if you go to Garrard's, you know, the, uh, the jewellers, they will actually, um, they will actually put in them anything you want. So, in other words, you can say, I want to spend a million pounds, and they will then say, OK, well, you can put this and this, and, the, and they will make up crackers. So, if you're very, very rich, you can actually have crackers made up. I tend to find those Tom Smith crackers are just as good. Just as good. Graham Cole sent me a, an email. Graham's listening. You know, he was in the bill. And uh, we love Graham and his, uh, his lovely wife, Cherry, and the whole family. And he says, your allegiance to the Lady Rattlings is the right thing. You're adored by them, and your support is special. You must stay as their sweetheart. He says, rehearsals are going. He's down in Seven Oaks in pantomime. Two complete runs in three days. The cast is great. We've gelled well. Most importantly, we're having fun. And he listens every morning as he's going in. He says, uh, it's been hell on the roads, but you make me laugh so much, so we'll meet up uh, again very shortly. I hope you have a fantastic pantomime down there, Gray. I hope you do. It's, it's lovely down there. Seven Oaks in Kent, although, of course, it's not the best part of the country for the snow, is it? It's absolutely... Kent was the worst hit. Seven Oaks and Sittingbourne, and I had loads of listeners. And uh, we had a couple of people had to pull out of the show yesterday saying, uh, we, just, we just can't plough through the, through the snow. 
because it was just too deep. Even in Pratt's Bottom, that's your third mention this morning's outrageous, uh, they had enough snow that warranted the fact that they couldn't get out. So let's hope we have the big thaw. But in Scotland, it looked terrible. Absolutely terrible. OK, let's have a quick check on the roads for you. Craig Birchill. Pretty quarter to ten is uh, the time. So you've got 15 minutes left. 15 minutes left to get your hands on the Sony Vio laptop. Thank you for all the comments about, uh, about the mermaids. Really good. Really, really nice. Really had a good time. Quickly, uh, just running through some of the papers that I've got. First of all, it's, it's the same thing. Same old, same old. Uh, which is the Take That Star trying to gag me over our nine-year affair. And this is... Is this Howard from Take That? I know that the, um, they, were, they were trying to gag. They actually took out a gagging order against this woman. And she said, no, no, why should I be sort of, you know, tucked under the carpet? And she said, um, I got a court order. He actually got a court order to keep it secret. And he tried to gag me over a nine-year affair. And to be honest with you, I don't know why, why he would want to gag her, unless he's actually not sort of giving the money in. Uh, he said, he, said I, he didn't want anybody telling me, or d- telling them about our relationship. So she had to go to a bitter, bitter court battle. And uh, she's now revealing that dad of two, Howard, cheated on both mothers of his two children with single mother... Uh, at Dikini after meeting her in a nightclub ten years ago. And uh, so it goes on. So far from being a secret mistress, they went out for nine years. I mean, actually, it doesn't paint Howard, I'm afraid, in a very good light at all from Take That. I don't know why why you would start sleeping around Howard and then try and gag somebody. Because it just kind of makes it worse at the end of the day. If you'd come out, you know, clean and gone, oh, listen, we had an affair, blah, blah, blah. But then it has to go through a gagging order and then she gets it overturned and it paints you in a very, very bad light. To be honest with you, you know... I don't think it'll affect any ticket sales or anything like that. It's not, not the end of the world. But I, I just sort of kind of feel, why do people take out these things and push... Just because you've got a bit of money doesn't mean you can push people around. Uh, another one here. Oh, it's a picture of Peter Andre. They say, you wonder why you never saw them in the same room? Him and Michael Jackson. Well, the answer is Michael Jackson's dead, so I'm assuming that's why you'd never see them in the same room. And as far as I know, Peter Andre never met Michael Jackson. But here he's wearing... A thing, and Peter, at the age of 37, way too old to still be doing this, um, sort of dancing. He had been forced to uh, cancel a show at the Plymouth Pavilion and Butlins in Minehead. They were really disappointed there. And, um, but he, he's only getting back together again. I wish he'd give up on the, on the music thing. It's not, um, it's, it's, it's not the best, I'm afraid. Noreen says, I knew you were unwell, I could tell. She says, we have a bit of video. We'll try and send it. Only a bit. Uh, we'll have a word with Bridget, she says about it. Uh, in the advent calendar today, uh, 84850stevedlbc.co.uk or the lbc.co.uk website, the advent calendar, I think, is, is Rolf Harris. And I'm just going to check, actually. Somebody said it wasn't working. Uh, it's worked for everybody else. So I'll just have a quick check, because sometimes, you know, people, if, if you haven't done things for a while... On your computer, you need to uh, refresh, as they say. So let's have a quick check. And the advent calendar, every day, because there's a Steve Allen advent calendar, you can click on something new and uh, it will... There we go, Steve Allen. You click on the advent calendar page there. And for the 5th of December, and you click on number... Number 5, which is part of my leg for some strange reason. And uh, there we are. We click down. Yeah, it's absolutely there. And it's in conversation with Rolf Harris. And, in fact, it's playing already, so it absolutely uh, works. So if it's not working for you, it's your fault, because it's working perfectly well. So we had a little duet with Rolf Harris. And uh, every day throughout the festive season, uh, you get it. So, Antonio, it does work. 
You just probably need to turn your computer off, turn it on again, and uh, and refresh, and then it will be uh, all there. Okay, which is good news. Other stories of the papers: what people are wearing to dress up, and it's got uh, the usual bunch of no hopers. Colleen, I bet you she turns up on X Factor next week. They've mentioned her twice now, and uh, as I say, we'll have her and Cheryl Cole. A little bit like a meeting in the mines, won't it? Kelly Brook, yuck, yuck, yuck. Kim Kardashian, very dull. Cheryl Cole, very small. Nancy Delolio, no talent whatsoever. Katy Perry. Not really interested. Tess Daly, really can't hang on to your husband. Dita Von Tees, a bore. J-Lo, OK. And Trini Woodall, surprised you've still got a career. And somebody called, um, who's this one here? Oh, it's Kylie Minogue. Do you know, I didn't even recognise Kylie Minogue. Isn't it funny? Because if you notice, people are all tiny on the television. I'm still intrigued by, um, Chantel Houghton and Rav Wilding. I mean, what a meeting of the minds. She's as ditzy as ever, and he's not the brightest penny in the box. But apparently... The good news is, I know you're worried about it, Chantel's got a fitness video coming out at Christmas. Just because you need another pile of rubbish, ladies and gentlemen. Don't waste your money. It really is. You don't need any fitness videos at Christmas. I don't care who they're from, you don't need them. You want to lose weight? Go to the doctor and give you a diet sheet for free. You don't need to spend £12, 15 nothing at all. You just go to the doctor, little and often, it's a simple, you don't, in fact, I'll tell you now, little and often, fruit, vegetables and exercise. That's all you need. And uh, the weight will fall off. Well, failing that, if you've got enough money, get um, get a personal trainer. Uh, lots of behind-the-scenes gossip on the X Factor in all the papers. News of the World this morning, the big final of I'm a Celebrity. Uh, David Beckham is astonishingly being lined up as the future of FA chairman. Really? Lord, that's very odd. And... Um, Another one here. Oh, there's, a, there's a, a, some teens who are in a car driving through Salisbury. They'd obviously been to one of these cheap chicken places because they bought corn on the cob. Why do you ever want to buy corn on the cob from these places? I can't imagine. But what they did, they threw it out the car window and it hit this woman. She got the car number. They were arrested. They're in court next week for throwing corn on the cob out the window. They're all doing it. Fitness videos. Here they come. Uh, let me tell you, the ones who are releasing them this year, Jane Fonda... Davina McCall, Beverly Callard, Chantel Houghton, Claire Nazir, Kerry Katona. They've all got them out. They've all got them out uh, for Christmas. But believe you me, don't even waste your money. OK? I'll tell you that now. A few people will buy them. They'll be remaindered in the new year. You don't need them. These people have had personal trainers. Nadia Sawala, she's gone from fat to fab. She'll put it back on again. Look at Natalie Cassidy. She went from very fat to, to thin, piled it all back on again. <coughs> for the simple reason, diets don't work. Don't waste your time with Kerry Katona. Total waste of time. She'll pile it, <coughs> excuse me, all back on again. And uh, Chantel, it's just a joke. Do not waste your time and money on any of these fitness videos. I've said before, you don't need them. You really don't need them. Little, often, and exercise. That's what you need. Exercise. Nicola Roberts is going solo. Oh, dear. That's the very pale one from Girls Aloud. Going solo. Listen, it didn't work for any of the other ones. I wouldn't waste your time and, and studio money. You know, it's ridiculous. And how long does it take to get through the tills? Apparently, um, the quickest people on the self-service till at Morrison's took four minutes, 42 seconds. Sainsbury's, seven minutes. B&Q, one minute, 59. Didn't I, I love the self-service tills. Push the button, swipe your thing, put it in the bag. Finish and pay. How many bags have you had? One. Put the money in the machine. Take the change. Go away. And, you know, end of story. I don't know why people stand there looking vaguely into the distance. Very quick. Very, very quick. <coughs> Excuse me. Wildlife shows on television are being 
are being faked to cut corners and save cash. Well, I always thought they were fake. They were dummied up in studios. I don't have a problem with that. As long as it's the same animals. It's not like they sort of brought in stunt ants or something like that, is it? Oh, look, he's not really a proper ant. He's come from a different agency. Uh, another one here, uh, which says, I was too wide for the Grand Canyon. This is a woman called Nicola, who was 19 stone, and she was banned from a helicopter. I think so, too. So what she's done is she's lost weight, and she's now a consultant for... For a company that helps people lose weight. It's a load of old hooey, isn't it? This time of year, ladies, and it is aimed at ladies, you're going to be absolutely inundated with how to lose weight. How to do this, how to do that. Be intelligent this year. Don't waste your money on any silly diets. Don't waste your money on any old hooey from somebody who went, oh, look, I went from fat to thin. Of course they did, for serious amounts of money. You'll be doing it to line their pockets. Do not waste your time and money. Go to the doctor, say, I want to lose some weight. Nick Ferrari said he's going to go to the gym. You know, you don't... Oh, I hope to God he didn't bring out a fitness video. Not before mine. Now, after house prices dropped for another month, James Max on Sunday will be trying to make sense of the current property market in London with the help of experts Ed Mead from Douglas & Gordon and Noel de Kaiser from Savills Estate Agents. If you're trying to sell your house or get on the property ladder for the first time, then you can join James for the best advice. And as the snow hits London hard, James will ask what effect this has had on the economy. Was this last week's snow... Or as it hits London, it's not coming in again, I hope, is it? You can join James Max for the day's top story. Sunday from four, here on LBC. You've got five minutes to get your hand, get your hand on my Sony Vio laptop. Not long, not long at all. And Alison says, thank goodness for DAB Radio. Found you by mistake. Now make a point of tuning in every morning. You make me laugh. That's what we like to hear. That's good. Listen, not even the almighty can please everybody all of the time, but we go, we go pretty much all the way. Steve, you should have come back to Brighton shopping in the week. I took my 4 by 4 and it was empty. Not heaving and lovely and quiet. I did. The best thing was the council suspended parking enforcements. Wonderful, though. I wouldn't really recommend taking the Bentley. <laughs> it's true. Actually, I was shopping in Brighton the other week. Went to Chocky Wocky Doodah. I bought me chockies and everything else, which I, which I quite like. So, listen, four minutes you've got, quickly, to get your hands on my Sony Vio laptop. Person with a lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence, nobody else makes. This one's got 320 gigabytes of hard drive. It's all singing, all dancing. Hammer comes down at ten. You play this one by texting Steve, and then you'll bid in pence. And you send it to treble eight two one. To bid um, 93 pence, you text Steve, 93, and send it to treble eight. Two one competition finishes at ten a.m. this morning. Four minutes time. Got to be over sixteen. Entries are limited, and cost you one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck because it's uh, nice to get your hands on a Sony Vio laptop. Uh, mail on Sunday. Free CD inside. It's parallel lines from Blondie, which has got Sunday Girl hanging on the telephone. Picture this. Heart of glass. All there. Colleen sending a message to Cheat Rooney. And this is why play away, Wayne, when you've got this at home. But he likes the older woman, doesn't he, Colin? You're missing the point completely, love. You're quite clearly missing this like shh, over your head. Cheeseburger, large fries. It's all there. Hello, can I have a, a Coca-Cola? McDonald's cola. You know, that kind of thing. Would you like two hash browns, or in your case, Wayne, would you like four? You know, he cheated away, dear, because he likes the older, more mature birds. In fact, actually, he'd have liked Katie Wasel's grandmother. He really would have done it. I mean, she's 81 and still at it, for goodness sake. But he's got a picture of uh, Colleen, all done up, you know, with somebody else's hair and a thing. It's a shame when she goes out all the time. She never wears all the nice clothes that she seems to spend all her money on. And strangely enough, the investigation into the murder of that woman killed on honeymoon in South Africa took a new twist yesterday with the resignation of her husband's lawyer. That's a story it's going to run, isn't it? Only oh, get a free reindeer. In the Sunday Express today, plus there's a free Dusty Springfield CD 
Lovely. And they say that Stacey Solomon's going to make millions as a singing star. No, she's not. That's why she went on I'm a Celebrity, because there's no offers in the can, nor do I suspect are, are there ever likely to be. You've literally got about two and a half minutes to get your hands on the Sony Vio laptop. Good luck for that one. Uh, don't forget to go to the LBC website. Check out the blog, check out the podcast, check out the advent calendar, check out the pictures from Trafalgar Square uh, when we did the lighting of the Christmas tree on, I think it was Thursday. It's been such a busy, busy, busy few months uh, recently for us. So uh, go and check all of those out. Have a lovely day. Wrap up warm if you're going out shopping. Make sure you've got the radio tuned to LBC all the time. I'll keep you up to date if the snow decides to come back in. Please, God, it doesn't. And uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow morning at five. Have a great day. Andrew Pierce is with you. After the news, which is next on LBC 97.3.